it's super it's no it's no it's not no that's not it it's like hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of zakutaku my name is mark and i'm joined today by my two best gundam pals jose and garcil and today we'll be embarking on the journey through the universal century once again with gundam unicorn yes that's right folks the highly anticipated gundam unicorn is now being reviewed by your favorite podcasters at zakutaku what is uh, gundam unicorn you ask intro. <laughs> That's a, that was a perfect intro honestly honestly just keep that in <laughs> uh, damn and i i uh, had something but i don't know like, that's, okay. that's actually kind of good on the unicorn what are you waiting for your chicken again uh wait 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 oh yeah no actually i'm not Damn, now I can't use that. I can't use... I always try to think of fun stuff to say to call us. All right, I'm just going to say it then. Fine. Uh, I'm the erect space noid Jose. I'm joined by Cardius Mark and real life Angelo, number oh, one shark clone and Stan. Uh, I quit. I quit. We're done. We're done. We're <laughs> real done. life Angelo. <laughs> oh, that's... A, I think that's the worst thing you've ever called me. Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he did. He's, oh, yeah, but he survived. All right, so unicorn. It's hey, cool. hey. Uh, <laughs> not the first time we've all watched this. Well, Mark, you've watched this. Okay, you've started it. I didn't make it past the first episode when I originally watched it. So I want to start off with impressions. How do we feel when we first watched it? And how do we feel now? And since I only watched one episode originally, I'm going to go ahead and start. When I first watched it, I thought it was boring. There was so much talking, not enough action. The unicorn was cool, but didn't let me, uh, didn't make me want to watch anymore. Now, I still think it's boring. I mean, <laughs> I would not have gone through this if it wasn't for the podcast. Because, it, it, again, it's just too much talking. I, I just want my big robots fighting each other now. I'm glad that I did go through it because, hey, I actually enjoyed it. But Nodger is kind of cool, kind of all right. Why little bitch at the start? Uh, he needs somebody to need him. But hey, but guy knows how to fucking brawl. Oh, okay. how, how do you guys feel? Oh, well, I uh, fucking ask Zimmerman that. Does he? <laughs> right. uh, Jose, since you also didn't finish up the series, how how'd you feel about it then and now? Um, okay. Just, okay, overall yeah, thoughts yeah. And yeah. before we really start talking about characters. <clears throat> so... I was actually thinking about it while I was watching it this time around, and I was reflecting on how I originally thought of it. So the first time that I tried to watch it, um, which was pretty much after I watched IBO and and, uh, and uh, what was the other one, Mark? I think it was Double uh, O. Yeah, um, it was after Double O. So I just jumped into Unicorn at that time, and I watched the first three episodes. Um, I had to rewatch the first episode like two times because I zoned out the first time You're that boring. I watched yeah. it, and I, I just thought it was kind of boring, brain. honestly. Yeah. Um, or big boobies. Then the second time I did watch it, I was I, I actively tried to pay attention to it, but I just did not understand what was going on. And I didn't feel invested at all in this world. It just kind of drops you like with all this information that is not, you know, it's not set up I mean, in any kind of way yeah, in going, this series. Going, going um, it's just like it's just with an established timeline. Yeah. It makes sense as to why it was boring for us, but now we can more or less enjoy it for the references yeah 
yeah, so it, it was just boring on that. Um, and the I liked Benajer for like about five minutes, <laughs> and then I, and then he started pissing me off, and he did nothing but piss me off basically from that uh, that first episode up to the third, from what I remember. I did not like him. I had a very negative opinion on him. Uh, and I just did not understand a lot of the stuff, the mumbo jumbo, the jargon that they were just kind of spewing out. I just, I don't know. It was really hard to keep up or want to keep up or the desire to try to keep up in any kind of way. So I just wanted to see some shit go down. Like I wanted to see some action. I wanted to see people firing lasers and shit. Like I yeah. did devolve into monkey brain. Like I was trying to actively pay attention to it, but it's just like, dude, I don't understand what the fuck is going on. I, there's like no explanation for anything. And so I just, I just could not enjoy it that way. Um, the only thing that I really did enjoy out of it that first time was pretty much just the visuals. And I was getting a real kick out of how, a lot of uh, the voice actors just are a bunch of Naruto voice actors. Um, and uh, the music. The music was fucking awesome. But we'll talk more about that later. Um, and that's pretty much the all the enjoyment I got out of it that first time. This time around, it was a lot more enjoyable because we were privy to, you know, previous uh, established UC lore and and we did have experience with this universe. We knew we know what kind of references they're making, what they're talking about and the history for everything. So I feel like uh, I was a lot more invested this time around because I knew that stuff. Um, And I feel like that's probably the reason that when they did have or they did show ratings and stuff on netflix for the series it was like at a freaking three star because everybody watched the it netflix ratings are for you what the alone, fuck was going by on the way, if you didn't know just that. thought it was they're, they're cute yeah they're no, no they're well, yeah be, the ratings I, are even, like, uh I how well they too. match uh what you what, you what they watch. think you you would like yeah yeah that like the 98 and stuff like that the well i mean that's even on that is if you mean like the no, stars no, no. This was rating, a, then yeah. No, this wasn't no, the yeah, percentage. Yeah, that would be like this the was rating, from so. back then. Yeah. Yeah, because it was like, it was what other people's thing was. Because there was freaking stuff showing up like one star. Why would something show up for one star for me? Just to, I don't know. It didn't make any sense. Either way, this was the star. I don't know. Whatever. I even like looked it up and I didn't see a lot of high opinions on this Gundam series in general by general anime fans so i was just like uh why does everybody hate it why does why do a lot of people not really like it i imagine that that is probably why because you can't really just jump into the series just uh willy-nilly without having kind of any kind of established you know history or or prior uh, exposure to gundam uc stuff otherwise you probably end up feeling like i did and just kind of blow over a lot of the stuff that happens think it's boring and just don't understand what's going on and you really i don't know that's that was my experience with it i imagine others probably felt that way but this time so, around i did like it a lot Mark more. Is the only one who yep. completed it sorry as the yeah. only one who completed it how'd you feel rewatching it <sighs> So, uh, back then when I first watched this, it was probably, I think I watched double O and then this 
right after and i watched this specifically because in the like the preview i liked the art and animation style and i think that is and i do have to say that this is probably the first time when, when i was watching this at least it felt like a an experience like a cinematic experience even the first time and the second time everything is like fine-tuned to look and sound and just feel like you're watching something that is more akin to a movie than anything that like we've seen up till this point aside from like Hathaway because that's modern but I feel like this is the first step into modernity for Gundam in a lot of ways like this is they could put this on a screen today and put me in a movie theater put this on the screen and I wouldn't know I mean, that it was made 12 years ago or whatever whenever it was made 12 years ago I think because it looks it looks great it looks fantastic yeah, so um, I do have to say, I, um, watching it again, I still got that same feeling. I still, it's it's still beautiful, and it sounds amazing. the The music is godlike. Okay, but we'll probably get into that a little bit later. The um, I, I like you guys. Uh, when I first watched this, I had very very little uh, background knowledge on a lot of what was going on. So although I paid more attention, I still didn't understand. Like when they would say things like, you know grips too i had no idea what that was i didn't know what that was so now when i'm watching it this time around and i hear like grips too and i'm like oh god and when they say oh that's a zeta type i'm like oh dang or when they're like oh that's a hayakushiki model i'm like what that's sick because i know all this stuff now so it's a lot it's a lot more enjoyable to just pick up on all the little things that people are saying people are doing um it's easier to pay attention because you're actually like more invested and in, you want to hear those little easter eggs and dialogue points that people are making when you see like glemmy pop up for a split second you're like okay what <laughs> like now i know who that is i didn't know who that it was before um and i didn't know like anything about why um merida was freaking out over the the quibbly cubile when she first saw it because uh, but now i do so it's just like picking up on the little details is fun this this ova is filled with them like it is just if you're a fan of um mobile suit gundam zeta gundam double zeta gundam specifically those three and shars counterattack then while watching this well i think it actually this kind of made it kind of tried to um tried to fix well not like fix Rectify. but like trying to tell you what why like why shars counterattack happened in the first place which i thought was nice like it actually because yeah. then you go back and you're like okay well if you look at it that way i guess it kind of makes a little bit more sense although it's still kind of ridiculous but when you when you look at it through that with this new information it's it's just a nice little bit of information to kind of make you put a cap on that where you as in you're sitting there thinking why why did this happen now you now you have kind of a reason which is i think is cool and so it's like the star no, wars sequels <laughs> makes the prequels better <laughs> Duh. Duh. So just like but it's not like shoved down your throat so it's like a one line that someone says and you're like oh okay and if you're if you know you know but if you don't then you're kind of left in the open there is there's a lot to digest while watching this like Garcil said there's a lot of dialogue and a lot of world building and I'm a sucker for world building, so it just that's something that appeals to me. So while watching this, it's it's fun for me to watch this and hear 
all those things and you know have them expand the the gundam world for me in the universal century so overall i think i enjoyed it way way more than i did the first time and i still liked it the first time. i liked watching it the first time but this time around i really really did like it i think it's i think it was really fun to, to see it this time I like world building too, but the first time I watched it, well, yeah, the first time I didn't really see it as a world builder because I didn't know the world. So, but watching it this time and I know the world, I'm like, oh, that's one of the things like I wrote down while I was watching it is I liked that they were referencing, but building upon things that we like, and and they should, but I like that they did it with like the Gundams and the mobile suits that they were showing. Like, they're like, oh, this is the obvious progression, this is the mass produced version of what we had like i think uh the uh yeah they're like oh that's a zeta type and then the 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 one guy's like that's the rgz something something whatever um yeah it's the it's the it's the bet no it's not the rigazi it's the (laughs) it's the up yeah it's the upgraded rigazi so you're like oh that's sick like they're actually like showing how they progressed because the things that they had in the past were dumpy and they like now they're building upon it. Like the Rigazi oh, had transform. A, yeah, now the Rigazi couldn't transform. It had a backpack that was built into it that and now they made it, oh, the Rigazi, whatever. Now had now it's the ability like the Zeta Gundam to transform, and that's cool to me. Like that's a expansion of the world. And the Yakushiki is now the what did he Delta. call it? Delta. The Delta Plus. Yeah. So that's cool. I didn't even see that. Like the the first time I didn't know why it was special. And then the, the kid's like, that's a Hyakushiki. Right. And then I look and I'm like, that is the Hyakushiki. What the heck? <laughs> and so, yeah, I just, yeah. So overall, I liked it this time. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot more than I did the first time. I, and I thought it was, it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun for you if you were a Gundam fan of the Universal Century to watch the show. Oh, give me a second. Hey, music. Let's talk about mm-hmm. the music. So, <laughs> I now pay attention a lot to the music, aside from that one stinger whenever the Unicorn Gundam does something sick, because the song is sick, and he always does something cool. Oh, what did you guys think about the music? Since, uh, I'm assuming you guys paid better attention than I did. Uh, this, is the, this is my favorite of any Gundam music. This is my favorite by far. I don't, like... It blows everything else completely out of the water for me. I just it's so iconic to me. I listen to the the Gundam Unicorn theme and the RXO song all the time. And uh, I think I've listened to the whole album. I think a lot of them are really good. Most of the songs in the the album are great to listen to. And then when seeing them in the show, like how they place them, it's really it just feels it feels cinematic. And I think it's all the song like an epic yeah it just feels like when i think the song that plays when i when i think like what would it be like to get into a mobile suit is the rxo song when banaja first jumps into it and he's starting it up and you know all the freaking monitor screens are coming on and it's just building and building and then it it's like and then he burst out and that's that's hype that's sick that's super cool. I just I love that song and I love the music and the way the music was used in this. Perfect to me. Just real quick, uh, the RX uh, the RXO song. I feel that this song would have been a whole lot more epic for me if I didn't hear it so often in Maxi Boost. Every time the unicorn uh, showed up. Our- I don't think RXO is in Maxi Boost. Just the, uh, the unicorn song is in Maxi Boost, not RXO. The song uh, called whatever unicorn. The uni- whatever the unicorn song is. Yeah. Yeah, that if I didn't hear that song so often, I feel it would have been more epic to me whenever I heard it in the show. OVAs. We're watching the theatrical OVAs. Apparently, this actually got serious. It got recut up with some extra dialogue from Full Frontal. Wani. Yeah. Something like that. 
like 25 episodes. Oh, Nami. That, that was. I'm looking yeah, at that. Nami did right not know. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, what do you think 22. about the music? But yeah, no. Uh, I definitely agree with Mark for the most part. This is very much peak Hiroyuki uh, Sawano. And uh, again, if y'all, um, you know, general anime fans, he's very famous for also you know, being the composer for Attack on Titan. Um, this is, I think, so far the best that he's done about like, for any anime no. music. Um, Damn. It, no. Trace was a good song. Uh, not saying it was like horrible or anything, but it's just like mm, I don't hey, even that's remember. Still it. Tracer. Is it that good? Because I don't even remember it. But um, so yeah, no, this is peak um, in terms of that. It, uh, it's actually very, you know, a lot of the music in Gundam um, is kind of a funny way of putting it. But I feel like a lot of it is manufactured in a very kind of generic sense. Like a lot of the music you'll hear um, from one moment to another, or it, it's just kind of generic. In a w- not ah oh, gosh I want to I don't want to say they're generic generic like oh nothing special about them because a lot of the times they do have you know they're very iconic feels particular to their Gundam series but this one like Mark was saying I agree in that it feels like it's very cinematic like it lends itself to the very strong cinematic feels like this this is something akin to you know uh to John Williams Star Wars composition you know all those huge big moments in in cinematic uh history and whatnot that accompanies those movies by their music those it it feels like it's that level of iconic to this particular series like if if um well i mean you know if i had to choose something for gundam in general that is to stand out it's probably this and there's like a lot of music to choose from in gundam overall um and you know other people will have their different tastes some people will gravitate towards others i know i definitely gravitate towards others more sometimes but i mean overall this this is like the most iconic one-to-one recognizable music that is uh you know that rolls with a gundam series like this is just this is just really strong orchestral music uh it, it's just it lends itself to the cinematic experience in pretty much every way it's very complimentary to a lot of the moments it feels like uh like i don't doubt that he was probably doing this but hiroki sawano was actually probably putting this together and like watching the actual series each time that this was like laid out in front of him which is something that a lot of like cinematic uh cinematic uh, composers do um and he did a really good job with this overall like i just don't have anything bad to say about it it's giant it's beautiful it has fantastic swells um and it just kind of stays with you i just feel like it's all around epic i have heard it also on maxi boost too but honestly it didn't really like it didn't uh affect me in quite the same way that it did for for you garcil like it didn't make it any less special for me especially since i turned my tv the fuck up like all the way i let that bitch roar out loud and i was just watching this and like my heart was pounding i was getting chills I was getting the shivers. That's what music should be doing to you. Like when it when it's very complimentary, like the the moments, the music, everything should just be crossing together in, in the most wonderful way in terms of like an entertainment experience. It should shake you. It should move you. And that's exactly what it did for me. So I just loved it. Uh, and I don't know if any of the other series like uh, like Origin or anything will have anything like this, but I'm glad that I got to experience it with one of the series. And it's something that I definitely 
definitely took away even from the first time watching this series. Just I loved it. I enjoyed it. And okay, I think uh, the only other series that but, even nothing but special. I even would say is comparable in terms of iconic music. It was probably IBO because the battle themes in IBO are 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 awesome. Like they're they're just so they're really good. But I don't know. This just it it puts me this this music just puts like a takes me back to like a childhood and I'm like, you know, it's just it's just the feeling of I, I can't really describe it. It's like the feeling of like if I yeah, like I said, like if if this is if I was piloting a Gundam, I hope it's I hope it sounded like I would sound like this. Like that's what I <laughs> essentially. Like, if I was in that suit, I hope that this mm-hmm. this was playing in the background. <laughs> I can see what you mean by that in, in terms of that. And I mean, like, I that's one of the things that I kind of like was thinking about while I was trying to like put my, you know, thoughts into words when describing the music for this, this unicorn series. And I mean, I agree that like every, you know, every other series, like even IBO is special in its own way. But like, I feel like not touching too much on it as we will do so later on when we actually get to that series. Like even IBO, it still feels like, you know, they use certain bits of music. I mean, they do. They use certain bits of music over longer periods and the extended you know amounts of time because they have to also and that's just kind of the watered down effect that happens naturally from a series that goes on longer than like this one like this one we're watching like hour-long episodes and and you know things happen at a rapid pace and you know climaxes getting you know like happening left and right one episode to another so it just feels a little bit more giant like i was <laughs> that's like what i want to say every time giant it feels big it feels cinematic and i i just feel like it blends itself extremely well to that and like there are certain other pieces of music in gundam history that you know you can like just kind of hum to and all that kind of stuff things that are catchy to certain people but i mean i just feel like this one just hits in a certain different way especially in, for an not elevated way being like not just intro being outro music like it's just music that plays while you're watching mm-hmm. it like I can't really like aside from the Maxi Boost songs, like the Double O one, the battle music for Double O, and like the battle music for Zeta that play all the time in in video games and stuff. Those are the only ones that like I, if I heard it, I'd know where it's from. But like you play me a song from Turn A that in the middle of the show in a, a random scene, I'm not gonna know. <laughs> I'm not gonna know that that's Turn A. You play me one of these songs, <laughs> I'll know that's from Unicorn. Yeah, it's very distinct too. It 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 has a the very strong uh, orchestral feel yeah. that I I and feel like a lot. That's of why don't necessarily I was comparing have, IBO because so. IBO has the 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 guitar like the Latin guitar kind of sound to it, so it sounds uh, yeah. more distinct. It, yeah, yeah, unique. Yeah, yeah. but like so, you yeah. said, no, we'll I there. definitely agree we'll with there. that for sure. <laughs> <Longer. So. laughs> Not very much longer, actually. Now we're kind of in the. We're in the speed run now. Oh, we got a G Reco at the We're in the end game now. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, what did you guys watch the show on? I watched it on Netflix. I also watched it on Netflix. So, uh, Netflix. for for the people that don't know, when you watch when you watch it on Netflix, about a few seconds into the ending, it uh, it starts getting ready to skip you on to the next episode. Yeah. And I kind of let that happen. So uh, well, okay. I listened to all so of them. I, I'm going to need you guys to tell me <laughs> what you guys thought about this song. Because I only listened to one, which was uh, Merry Go Round by Chemistry. And I can say I like that one. And I have listened to all of these individually, but I could not tell you what song to what episode. So, uh, Jose, how about you go ahead and start us off? What What did you think about any... All right, so the bad thing is that... Go ahead and fucking cut me off. 
<laughs> the bad thing is I go. Sorry. Go I'm ahead. Sorry. Sounds like you're excited. So <laughs> I've just got. I was just excited. No, well, I mean, I was just gonna say is like the bad thing is that I don't remember the name of any of the songs. I'll be. I think. I'll be I think. Fair. Okay. That I think the one network. at the end of episode four. Unicorn. Oh. I was gonna say, I was like, it's it's a it's, it's like a chemistry. softer song, if you know right? Who they are. It's like a it's the one. No, it's not. That's the female no. uh, singer, right? Oh no. Okay. Well, there was one with a female singer. It was a very tender song. Is it everlasting? Really liked it. Was it the um, second oh, open? It was it the be. second ending? Because that's the only one I actually paused and hit the stop uh, button on. <laughs> like to hit the, not not stop, but like stop Maybe. stop going to the next episode on. Because I heard it and I was like, wow, this is actually good. Um, <laughs> I, I listened to the whole thing. Uh, I like the, I like the last one too. The one on the last episode. It, it's kind of more like, if I remember correctly, it's more of like oh, a J rock type quick. of thing. So well, episode one song but... is Ryose no Namida Chiaki Kuriyama. The second episode song is uh, Everlasting by Kylie. The episode three song is Merry Go Round by Chemistry. The episode four song is Bee Bird by Earth Mind. Episode five is Wordless. A Broken Mirror, Boom Boom Satellites. And episode six is Re I Am by Aimer. Aimer. I recall it. Right on. Notes. I don't know which is which, but I, <laughs> I've liked mostly seven. all of them. Episode seven, <laughs> that's what. Star Ring Child, also by Aimer. Hmm. I think there was only one that I count. I was like kind of meh about, but I, for the most part, I liked them all. I didn't love them all so much, but I mean, I liked them all. I didn't have anything particularly bad to say about any of them. I thought they each kind of resonated like distinctly with each episode, which is makes sense because it's like, oh, you know, got to have the music to match the tone of the episode at least a little bit. They're the only one that. I didn't like, I feel like was probably one that did not abide by that rule. It just kind of felt a little bit random. I just, I need to figure out which one it was. And I'll probably randomly bring that up in the next episode <laughs> when it has nothing to do with Unicorn. But <laughs> yeah, um, I liked mostly all of the songs, to be honest. The last one, like I was saying, it, it kind of stuck with me too, just because it felt like a very appropriate as an ending. It was very up, upright, or it was very upbeat. It was fun, and uh, it kind of, you know, well, we're we're gonna get to the end, but you know, it was pretty positive, and uh, I I felt like it it was vibing, it was vibing with that feel of the show, and it was just enjoyable. It was a good way to end it. So yeah, overall with the the ending themes, I thought they were pretty good. I didn't yeah. really hear one I, that I was just like, I just uh, listened to like. The one second of the final ending and i remember what it was yeah that one's good i, I did watch through that because <laughs> i think it makes you because i think yeah yeah because because mm -hmm, yeah. it's like the credits are Honestly, rolling, yeah. but like your merry-go-round was the exact happening, same thing so. for me it, it kind of just played throughout the throughout the end credits i mean like the, the end credits were still the show yeah Oh, then that's the one that that showed like the still images, right? Because for the most part, a lot of the endings were pretty much just the black credits rolling with the music happening. But there was one where uh, there was actually like still. I images also like the angel ending because I Which I'm just a fan of that the <laughs> second to last one. It's the sixth. Oh, one. or re I am whatever that. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. That one is uh, that one's good too. She also did nice. a cover of uh, the shark counterattack theme. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, uh, real quick. Uh, Mark, for you, talk more about it, if you have anything else. Episode 3 was co-produced by Studio Ghibli. 
It's also on Wikipedia, so uh, take that with nice. salt. I can see it. Never know. Very Certain bits of animation kind of seemed like it. I was like, yeah. It's like, I don't know how to describe it super well, but like, it's just like, oh, molding for, you know, paper that's like switching for, I don't know. It's so hard to describe it, but like, it's very distinct when you watch a Studio Ghibli movie. Like, I used to think it was weird. Is that the Descent to Earth episode? Like uh, it. It almost no. Feels- Is that the one where they're already on Earth with the uh, dragon thing? That's the one where at the end, Mandeva goes down to Earth. Earth. The more uh, dog is a dies, I think. Okay, okay. No, yeah, that, uh, that, that, is, right, that right. is re-entry. That is yeah. when they go to Earth. Okay, that's what I thought. Ooh. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. That's that happens at the end, right, of the episode. That's yeah. when uh, yeah. is that when yep, what's that his name dies? Three. The guy with the funny name, Doguza. Yeah. Yes. No, no, no. Oh so god, Basilakog. <laughs> does he die? Oh, he does like in the first episode. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, he does because. <laughs> yeah, because that's why Angelo's so pissed. Oh. He yeah. was still a cock. He was a no, good it was Riddy, man. wasn't it? Oh, it was Riddy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Riddy. Um, <laughs> what was it? Was it you, you posted his name, right? <laughs> what is it again? It's uh, Nor- Norm Basilicock. <laughs> you guys are fucking making fun of his name. The guy was a good man. I was a good man. <laughs> fucking grow up. He died for, uh, for whatever no reason. Ever. Oh, fuck you. That's Kenny's next name. <laughs> Norm Basilicock. <Where>? Alright. <laughs> uh, uh, so before we get uh, super nitty gritty into the characters and the story, Mark, can you please explain to me what the Laplace box is? And why do they call it the Laplace box when it's, it literally looks like it's Laplace? It is exactly the same thing as the One Piece. It is the hidden treasure of the world government's biggest box stash. (laughs) Laplace's box is the, well, obviously you guys know it's that, it's the treaty that they show. No, that's in the original. It's the treaty because in the original treaty, which I find, I just found it, it's very confusing. So the character we see at the beginning, that is, um, Siam uh, this yeah uh-huh. he's there he's blowing up the um he's blowing up the ceremony it, Ricardo to, to Ma- Ricardo Macanas wait his grandfather about, you're talking about no, no we're talking about Siam this in the beginning the first episode when it's on oh, UCO one they're they're showing they're revealing the uh oh yeah the treaty to treaty. everybody Siam this is part of that team yeah okay. what, Fun fact: Terrorist. He's Middle Eastern. Terrorist. Terrorist. He's, mid- <laughs> he's Middle. No, no, no. no. Why'd you have to say that while I kept saying terrorist, dude? <laughs> I just said it. Siam Vist is blowing. Uh, he's setting up a terrorist plot for Ricardo Marcinus, who is, I think, that's Riddy's uncle, the Prime Riddy's great uncle, or whatever. I don't know. He's Riddy's family. Riddy's family. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So he's trying to blow it up because uh, they just they don't. I don't know why, but he he blew it. He blows him up. Oh no! It's because it's because another Marcinus family member wanted it blown up, so he hired the terrorists to blow it up. They do it. Siamvis grabs onto the the treaty and is using it as leverage against the Earth Federation because it says if a new, new type of new a types. new type of human evolution takes place or a new breed of human exists because of our expansion into space, that they will have representation in our government so they've been living without that 
article in the treaty forever. They hid it, threw it under the rug. If it were to come out, it would prove uh, Zeon Daikun's um, like whole uh, ideology. Yeah. New so they they're trying to hide it. Sion Vist is using it to. He uses it to build the Vi- the Vist Foundation and Anaheim Electronics. So basically, he's just kind of funneling money he doesn't do anything too egregious with it so they don't have like any leverage against him he's just sitting there making them use his companies as like the primary company for all of their like military tech and all that stuff and that's why it's so like hidden because if anyone found out about it it's going to throw the earth's federation into like a, a spiral because now they have to implement the new the new types into their government it, it validates new types it validates zeon and that's why you know full frontal was like we could use it as leverage still because he's dumb and <clears throat> boy is he yeah so they're just trying to keep it a secret and uh funnel money through because of it funnel money to his, his uh programs the vis foundation and to uh, anaheim electronics that's what the box is okay so mark at what point do we learn about the eighth article the last episode so we don't know about it at all up until then right so the laplace box is laplace box whatever well is a I think, mystery doesn't it actually um there in this in the beginning it flashes the treaty and i think it flashed doesn't it flash no no that's at the end it flashes the article at the end never mind yes we don't know about it until mm-hmm. the end so it's a mystery so uh the the biggest thing for me it will Laplace box is talked about throughout the entirety of these seven episodes. And I never once cared for the mystery of it. I also didn't expect it to be a treaty. So it's like, I, I mean, okay. I had that reaction oh. when I first watched it. Because I didn't know, I even wa- watching the end of it, I'm like, so who cares? Like, why are they hiding in this treaty? Why is it so I important? Mean, they do also mention it's like, a, a lot of the people are not going to care or even believe that that is true. And they're gonna want to keep continuing on as as they want. It's a uh, grandpappy grandpappy vest that says, "Oh, you guys are gonna have to work hard to convince everybody to understand each other and peace," which I didn't hear enough of in fucking Double O. That's the biggest gripe I have with the series is that, like, why would anyone actually believe? Why? Okay, first of all, why would anyone? believe that there's a treaty that says that why would they believe that's the real one uh, instead of the one that they have already and second of all why would they believe it even more coming from the leader of neo zeon the princess of zeon and some rando kid just showed up well menager wasn't even there oh no yeah when manable waiting it yeah she's literally he was zoned out and almost flying away in fact, the way that she phrased it, she kind of sounds like, I don't know, kind of very red flagish, like, oh, you know, that sounds fake news or what, whatever. Because she's like, I just happened to find the real one here and you'll see it now. And then it's like on on camera for everybody. It's just like, we don't really get any reactions from the people, I don't no, think. We do Not see like some of the people Nobody that she like, talked oh. to when she was originally on they're her watching yeah they're watching it. we don't really see yeah, like we don't see it. any like oh no like, way oh. or nothing like there was yeah, this one dude exactly. that she talked to uh at like some type of bar restaurant thing that she that he was telling her telling her like hey this stuff happened about how people try to escape her and stuff like that so when they show him again he just looks up to the sky that's fucking it doesn't, doesn't say anything like oh i knew it or t- nothing like we don't well, I mean, see any reactions he's... from anybody 
he's old and he just doesn't care about anything at that point. So, I mean, I can't really blame him because that was his kind of that's kind of his reaction in general when she was even. Yeah, he was pretty talking to him about all this stuff. He's just like, yeah, he's just like, "Uh, I don't give a fuck anymore. I was just a soldier. And, you know, who gives a shit? No, nothing. Maybe maybe nothing will change, change, but it doesn't matter. So I was like, my back. Mm-hmm. But it's just like nobody else had a real reaction to this. Like it shows a bunch of people watching her, you know, uh, unveil this information. And it's just like, you know, uh, it just seems kind of random. <laughs> like, like, here's the I found the real one. It's like somebody in the modern day claiming they found Noah's Ark or something. It's just be like, bruh, how do I how do I know this has been around for that long or whatever? How do I know this is the real deal? And it's just like, you know, it, it just sounds very contradictory the way that she presents it. And uh, and just being the fact that it's her kind of convenient, though. Yeah, uh, I can. I the can reason see, it's like, called the Laplace program is probably because the unicorn is well, Laplace's box. I'm not entirely sure, but the unicorn specifically is because of that tapestry that his dad has which is actually real the lady in the unicorn and the tapestry itself it's supposed to like represent understanding which is kind of what Benazir's whole why it keeps flashing back to that unicorn because the tapestry is interpreted as being like uh, showing understanding so Benazir's trying to understand the world the people everybody everyone's understand each other tapestry represents that that's why it keeps flashing back to it so how, how does a unicorn and Joan of Arc represent understanding. <laughs> that makes sense. And their new because of everything. Thank you. The the mm-hmm. tapestry has like it's random. It has like a lady, a lion, a unicorn, a dog, like a sheep in that picture, or no, a monkey. So. <laughs> right, so yeah, so so Benadryl's the unicorn. Maneva's fucking Joan of Arc. Who's the lion? Who's the monkey? The banshee is the lion. I think. Why is it called another yeah. unicorn? Yes. Checkmate. Cause that's what they think it looks like at first because it has the freaking unicorn looking thing but then you look at it and it's like that doesn't look like a unicorn kind of looks more like a fucking deer because it's like you know yeah, it has more frogs on it's it. not an actual deer <laughs> exactly and then they just decide to call it because the it lion later on so it's like okay i don't even know uh i just i just thought it was like <laughs> okay because it's yellow <laughs> yeah, that was my group so, whatever but yeah the they're only the only understanding that they can come about is sex. Everybody needs Keep it. it. In. Just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so let, and let's go ahead and talk about our I don't boy Banager Links. What, what kind of fuck? What what's fucking Banager? Kind of Banager. Oh, yeah. Listen, don't die, Banager. Don't die, <laughs> right. So, oh, listen. I I brought it up earlier. I thought he was kind of whiny with all his "I I need her to need me" kind of thing, and like, so, yeah, uh, just super, uh, just uh, super. Dude, motherfucker, just matter. You're simping already. Come on, be a man. Look, I actually, yes, actually, uh, I did, wrote oh that God. scene down as weakness. Yo, but I don't care who you are. Just say that you need me, and I'll just tell me. I don't need you. Damn, Joe, that that was sick though. The way she just said it. I don't know. It's called it's called the Laplace because it it was on the Laplace space colony that they blew up. That's what it's called. That's stupid. Man, that's that's so on the nose. Wow, negative minus points right there. Can I also say uh, welcome back, obvious. Shiro Yamada and, and uh, Steve Bugarno. 
Oh yeah, he was Steve Bocconi. Yeah. Holy shit, Steve Steve Cannon's a legend, dude. And I'm just happy that um, he. I I just heard him recently on uh, as the English voice Ipo. for yeah. Ipo Makinouchi in uh, Hajime no Ipo, which, uh, So yeah, he's awesome. Episode one, it, it was just like ah, I'm not. I'm not feeling this dude. Not not really. Although he had some sick ass moves when he was fighting off Marida and the rest of the guards there. Yeah, whatever the ship's called. Hey. And then he has even more moves when he's fucking the shit out of Zimmerman. <laughs> like, dude, that, that is when I went into the group chat and said, like, yo, Benadier, he won me over. Motherfuckers throwing moves out. But other than that, I mean, <sighs> Benadier just seems, he, he is okay for me. He He's not, we've seen this type of character before. Mark, uh, you've told me before, he, he's kind of like Uso. I'll, uh, I'll let you explain that more, because I, I don't see it that much, but I, I can kind of figure out what you mean but i'll let you explain it more since you're better with words and probably not tired but not sure is well, a uh, city in ireland of course or town in ireland <laughs> uh next thing you're gonna say it's gonna be never mind uh fuck, what was next thing next thing you're gonna say is is uh probably all i know is i need probably her to yeah need me. i need her to need me <laughs> Uh, I get also uh, he he definitely follows the whole uh hey uh my family is related to the whole Gundam shit with fucking being part of the foundation. I'll what give him a my boy little Garad? bit of extra credit on that. Why? I'll give him a little bit of extra credit on that only because um it's not just that he made the or like his dad made the unicorn. Oh, you're gonna say that because he's a bastard child. Basically, just made his Gundam. No, well, I mean, actually, you can add that to the <laughs> plus. You know, uh, yeah, he's a bastard child. But also that. Um, um, oh fuck! What was I gonna say? <laughs> oh yeah, that his his family history goes a lot deeper with. Well, it goes uh, way back to uh, than just DC. making his yeah, the terrorist yeah, attack, which is a lot. Yeah, which is a lot more, a lot deeper than just the other shit that we've seen. Like, oh, Amro's dad, dad made the Amro's dad made the Ark seventy eight. Camille's dad designed the Mark II. Uh, Judo is the new type. Uso's mom. Yeah, uh, he didn't mom. have anything, have anything. Right? Yeah, he's uh, helium Jupiter. No, Sebo, got yeah. something. His mom. Yeah, his mom created uh, yeah, the F ninety one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uso's dad was like the head oh. of the Federation or something, and his mom designed the He's victory. <laughs> and then, uh, so, so our yeah, boy and our Marky boy from uh, Savior kind of <laughs> just got given the gun. Yeah, him. He's not UC. Yeah, he is. Wait. Uh, yeah. So, right, uh, what, what was like? Uh, fuck. What happened to my boy Garada Judo? When fucking they don't have anything to really do with anything, they just fucking stumble upon a Gundam or steal one, mostly steal one. Hey, but Banaja does steal a mobile oh, worker or what are they called? This I'm actually no. legit curious. What are they called? I mean, I I because of IBO, I call like everything a mobile worker. Ball, ball. V2, ball version two. Yeah. Oh no, wait. It's a ball from uh from O eight MS team. The normal ass one that just Kashiro the fucking great ass pilot. Going back to that, so Audrey Maneva, I'll fucking get to her in a second. Uh, so she is trying to stop a war, and she pretty much tells Bernard, "I need to stop this war." Bernard is like, "Dude, no way! That's 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 insane! That's heavy!" And then the next scene, that they're fucking getting a hot dog, like. Man's pretty damn casual being told that he that she needs to stop a war. Dude, 
You can't can't blame them, dude. When the stomach calls, you I gotta, also get brownie points to fucking an angel that just fell out of the sky. <laughs> you can't blame a oh, dog for trying. Oh, did he try? Yeah, he's trying to feed her the dog. That's, that's I mean, the hot try. dog, obviously. Either or, I I don't have anything too badly to say about Benadryl aside from what I just said. And in terms of good, uh, it's Gundam school. I mean, also, yeah, fuck. He, Mark, can you explain the Uso thing? Uh, so I said Benadryl is like Uso because he starts out not wanting to do it. Like Uso in the sh- in Victory started out not wanting to like harm anybody, and throughout the whole series, he doesn't. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't protect Starts anybody. He doesn't save up. anybody. For, for the record, I'm pretty sure that was not really. Uso doesn't do anything. He doesn't he's kill like, anybody. He's in that first he episode, isn't he? Hey, he's his like mom. fighting them, and he's yeah, he's like shooting people, isn't he? And then he progressively okay, gets, yeah, he gets like, the new oh, type of uh, I, don't want to kill I guess he does mass kill like half the fleet in that one episode. Yeah, remember that one? <laughs> yeah. But he gets to the point where he's just so un like unbelievably uh, annoying with his whole I'm not gonna do anything that it just it takes you like takes you out of the show because you're not um you just don't care because you know he's not gonna do anything in the end. He just he never does anything. With Banajer, he he's like that where he's like, Oh, I don't wanna hurt anybody but he's still like like in most of the scenes, he's you know, cutting their arms, cutting their bodies, cutting their heads off and stuff, but not actually like killing them. But in some instances you see him still like blast somebody with the beam rifle and kill him, even though his like if they're getting too close to the, the Argama. And stuff like that. Like he's still beasting. Ardama. He's still beasting. He's still doing like work. Whereas Uso would just sit there and be like, I don't want to fight him. I don't want to fight him. But Ajay's actually out there. He's like, give me the unicorn. Suit it up now. And he's straight up like, I don't know. Just he's just, he's just a more complete, I guess, representation of the new type than a character like Uso was to me. Because Uso is just he's just whiny and didn't do anything. Like Banajer's like, put me in the unicorn. Uso is like they had to. F- force him into the v2 so that's why i was saying like he's he reminded me of uso in the beginning where he just was whining didn't want to do anything didn't want to pilot the gundam and then by the end he was you know he made the gundam his own thing where as other pilots they just kind of complain a lot towards the end of the, the end of their series in the uc because they're new types new types of so, suffering i don't know i like banajer i like banajer um i think a lot of the things that he does make sense because he kind of explains why he's doing the things that he does or you can get the idea of why he's doing the things that he does more so than with other characters that are new types where it's just like oh i, I don't know he's maybe he's a new type like banajer is definitely a new type you know that he they're not no one's playing around with that idea he's a cyber new type actually but is he yes he is um and but no yeah he is no his dad his dad, made him, his dad his, no his dad his, specifically his, says that a cyber new type cannot be able to pilot the unicorn no he can but is a cyber new type his dad did the new type the cyber new type conditioning with him that's what that's those scenes were dude i swear that there was a line that said that a cyber new type cannot pilot the unicorn isn't there like another moment where there's like I forgot what it was, but they're like saying that something, some program, it's like it only works to hunt down one hundred percent like natural new types or something, and not doesn't count cyber. Yeah, the unicorn's supposed to be like a new type killer. NTD, new type killer. Huh. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's apparently on the wiki. He has a cyber new type. That's what I thought. I think he's a cyber new type that awakens into like a true new type, which is weird, but like he's like Setsuna. Yeah. 
So Mark, is that why you like him? No, he's not like Setsuna. No, dude, at all. You, you said he's Middle Eastern too. No. I do. <laughs> Setsuna was a terrorist, but Nadra comes from a family. What the fuck, Garcil? We're terrorists. He didn't say that. I'm linking them together. I'm not fucking saying that they were terrorists. Okay. It's only like a sixth Middle Eastern. What? Yeah, because if his if, if Sion Vist is Middle Eastern and his his great 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 grandfather, <laughs> then he's only like what like an eighth or a sixth. He said great grandfather. Okay. But he's like Isn't a Vist yeah. just a grandfather. Yeah. No, it's not just oh, it's a card of this called It's like his great grandfather. I don't know, but I literally just watched the last oh, episode and he was introduced as his great grandfather. The bald guy said that. We're talking about Benadryl uh, oh, yeah, being. I think he's so done. Mark, like <laughs> Mark, you done? No, I didn't even say anything. You cut me oh, off because yeah. I said he's a cyber <laughs> new type. My bad. I'm just tired. Eight, he's a cyber new type. Yes, I liked him. I thought he was cool. I thought that everything he did made sense um, in terms of his own character. He was he was very... I guess the best thing about him and why I liked him was because he was like progressing through his to his goals like quickly and effectively whereas most other characters they like they take the long way they don't you know they don't want to do anything Vinaja's like let's get it okay that's where they're at we're going okay we're there okay let's do the thing that we came here to do and let's bounce um he's just he's on top of things which is like nice to see in a Gundam show. I mean, when like, you have like fourteen episodes, you, you kind of do have to rush through things. Well, even like in the movies we see and stuff, it takes them like six hours to do anything, and they don't want to do anything. Benajer, he's just like that. Yeah, that person destroying this. Good. That person's destroying the city. He's sitting there. He's like tapping his foot. He's like, okay, okay, they're not going to do anything. Okay, give me the unicorn. I'm going down there and I'm doing it myself. Like that's the kind of like he's a go getter. So he doesn't I, like, yeah, but he almost trigger. convinces the chick, and then Riddy's gonna Riddy shoots her. Almost, but anyways, because uh, her brother got and then yeah. fails to well, shoot her. Well, well, I just like that about Benajer. I think that that having a character be like on top of things is is just makes it more interesting for me because they're actually doing something. They're actually progressing the story forward. Um, and I that's mainly what I liked about Benajer. The rest of it was just that. He was he's he's kind of broke. He's kind of busted. So, but I don't know if I like that. <laughs> uh, I think he, he might be too busted. Kind of, but also I give a hey, lot of credit to his Gundam because they literally say you can throw a noob in there and yeah, but with a new type, he's He'll busted. Still do good. I mean, but cyber. they said you have to be like a new type. So like, that's just kind of what I assumed. Regardless, like it's just the unicorn is supposed to make you like beastly anyway. So it's just like eh, I don't, I don't think too it. highly of Benajer himself, but like eh. you know, his freaking Gundam is just too godly. So. Which is kind well, of a that's untrue thing, because so, you know, Ensign Riddy are... is not a new type, and he activates the NTD system on the Banshee, which is the same thing. You don't have to be a new type for that for it to activate. It still yields pretty good results type? though. Huh? Did. Didn't Marta call him a new type? She said you're a new type no, as Benadryl well. Called yeah, Benadryl Someone called him a new type Does as well. Does the unicorns yeah, make new types? I don't know, Probably. but they were like... Okay, so it started off with them telling him when he was initially going to pilot the Banshee, they're like, oh, you know, you have to be a new the type. The wiki to, says to he take, is. 
Yeah, and then Benajer straight up tells him, you're a new type, so you're contradicting yourself, and then makes him go crazy. And then he's just like, oh, so I have to kill myself and all this stuff. So he just gets confused, but Benajer straight calls him a new type. Oh, yeah, Rita so he's not a new type until the very end, type. according so. to the wiki. So but when he activates mm. the NTD. No, because he activates NTD before that. Does? I think so, doesn't he? No, fuck, I don't know. Whatever. I stopped, I stopped paying attention to what Riddy did after he killed Marida. Benajer said... Uh, Jose, do you like Benajer? Uh, do I like Benajer? Yes. Do I think he's sick or would I ever describe him as cool in any way? No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> uh, no, he's no, so bold. He's he just cool straight up tells way. people to their face like, he's like, you're freaking dumb. Yeah. You're dumb. No other character does that. No. Name another character that does that. That's fine. That, but I don't... Doesn't, that doesn't do it in a whiny way. Uh, he, does, he does do it in a whiny way. He does. Um, and he straight up tells he Char, he's like, no, I'm not freaking shaking your hand until you take yeah. off your goddamn helmet. But he's yelling don't at everybody all the time. And he knows it's Char. Don't he knows it's Char. It is Char. It's the spirit of Char from the psycho frame oh, or from the psycho system. No, that's how they made. Okay, we'll get in the full frontal later. But I, I have to disagree with yeah, that. I, no. think he's, uh, I think he does things that other characters don't do in any of the other series. None of them are that bold. So if you like characters like the only other one that comes to mind is Camille, maybe. That's fine. But he does yeah, it. Yeah. He does it in a cool. whiny. Okay, why do you like uh, like those other characters? Like Camille, because he's sure he's freaking getting some, dude. He's freaking getting some from chicks left and right. <laughs> I was just kidding. No. Um, but mm, did I ever describe Camille as cool? I don't even remember. Yes. Yeah, you did. Cool. We all yes, did. you what did. did. You said his hand-to-hand -hand combat made him cool. Oh, but that is badass. Yeah. Takes out Dude, Benadre takes out that big fat dude. Who's like four <laughs> okay. times his size. What did I say about the big fat Zimmerman. dude? What did I say about a big fat dude and some people taking out a big fat dude in a previous series? You remember? Uh, Gary Yamato. Gary Yam no, I said, I was like, oh, he's old and fat and he's freaking washed up. Oh, like, and Kira, like fucking a counterpoint. Yeah, dude. yeah. Why am I going to be impressed by that? Okay, Camille's he takes up Marion Cruz, who's a hand-to-hand -hand combat age. expert. Oh, he didn't beat her. He, didn't beat her. he just he tricked beat her. her he beat her. He tricked her. He beat her. He That's beating her. her. She should fucking be aware. Oh, it'll rematch Marta with no. fucking deck of shit. Exactly. Like, that oh, was, and he beats cool up the other moment, two people that are he, with her. He and her at the same time. He trips them up and surprise attacks them. I did watch that scene. Yes. Camille straight up takes on three dudes. Jared's a taint. He doesn't count. No, but he's still freaking. He's military trained too. He straight ran at like like three military dudes, the Titans, and freaking kicked the shit out of them. <laughs> they had to freaking gang up on him, grab yeah, him down, no and beat his ass. Had no way to give a fuck about Benajer. <laughs> Marina Cruz tried to take him out. She did not. She literally did not. Not their two dudes. The only one that did any kind of no, real work anything. in this series was his dad, which was surprising. <laughs> he freaking like he immediately neck snap somebody and then took their gun and blasted someone else before he got he got capped himself Cardius vis i thought he was uh, he looked more like a grandpa oh so props to him for but no um benadier uh you know i like him but I, yeah i wouldn't personally i would not describe him as cool in any way he's a little too whiny for that um i what i do appreciate about him as a character uh, which is something that kind of had to take more time to, or more of the episodes to actually really get to me. It wasn't until like episode four that I really started to think that, um, 
he has this simplicity to him that is very very human like like i feel a lot of the times uh the information that's kind of dumped on a lot of characters particularly the protagonists in gundam uh they it feels very pretentious to them like they have they're forced to learn a lot of these things and they're forced to abide by the world's rules and and so forth like amuro he uh when he was you know getting into the war he was just this kid uh and then later on he was made a soldier and then he just kind of followed orders he he ended up on one faction or another um same thing for camille like he was very defiant initially he spoke out in a lot of the ways that uh benajer would do so but eventually he kind of um he kind of molded himself to one faction or another just the same way that amro did uh judah while he is not completely sold to one faction or another, he still kind of just, uh, he did ally- align himself with, like, you know, what was convenient to him at a given time. And I feel like Benajer strays away from that in that he's pretty much just always doing what he wants to do and what feels right to him and i that's a, that's something that i really appreciate and like about his character um that's like the biggest thing that i have to give him props for and it's what is his ultimate like redeeming factor for me as a character and just the why i would like him in general so that's something that took some time but he did win me over and that's why i can say that i like him as a character i like that he's very straightforward I like that he's uh he he tries to simplify things to their very you know most uh to their very barest sense to the most straightforward way that they can be. He doesn't like to overcomplicate things like a lot of the world that of Gundam tries to. What like whether it's full frontal telling him something's one way, whether it's uh you know um or another character telling him that it's another. By the way, I'm kind of sad that he never got an interaction at all with uh Alberto Vista. You know stepbrother interaction that would have been somewhat cool to mess with but alberto Viss gave him um, the, but yeah the oh yeah he's yeah you're right you're right and then he sent him out yeah in the unicorn while point, they were they, being attacked. They, they, didn't yeah, know. they didn't know yeah, yeah that's true yeah <laughs> but um uh yeah that's pretty much mostly what I have good to say about Benajer. The only things that I didn't like about him is just like pretty much what Garcil said. It's just that he's kind of whiny. Um, uh, I love Steve Cannon as his voice. I think that uh, listening to him throughout like Gundam series up to this point kind of really just shows that he's grown or I think he's gotten better as a voice actor up to this point. And I thought it was really cool to listen to that kind of progression. And he seems very appropriate to Benadger's character. Like he t- he sounds whiny. And, uh, and it, no, no, but that's part of acting. He does his job. He sounds good. I appreciate him. And I, at the end of the day, I still like Benadger. I don't think he's top tier or anything like that. But uh, I like his character. I like what he stands for in a lot of ways. Uh, just kind of <clears throat> pretty much self belief just really sold on the idea of just like possibility all the time and i love that i actually really like that it's just it's something that actually just inspires me personally and um there's even a moment that he kind of spits like some work he spat he spat out this like this phrase or this uh this little speech that he gave um uh, oh my gosh he's like a character he's like a main character but like uh what's his name the guy that you guys are talking about that he beat up zimmerman Zimmerman, Zimmerman. yeah zimmerman 
um when he he told he was like yelling at him and telling him like it's true life can be sad and it could also be filled with pain but even so we can't close our hearts off because of it you know other sadness that's something i don't want to forget about and and you know because we have hearts so we can feel sadness and that's the reason i want to become a man uh, who can acknowledge that sadness like he doesn't want to turn away from his emotions his opinions his thoughts and everything that makes him just him and and human and f having to feel everything like i actually really respect that i actually really like that and it just resonates with me personally because that's just like over the years that's kind of how i like used to feel when i was like in middle school high school it's just like uh you know you got to care about everybody you know try to be idealistic in in that kind of way and then later on in the years, I just kind of got like, oh, I was like, uh, I don't even give a fuck anymore. It's like, people are crazy. People are stupid. People are annoying. People are dumb. People just do dumb shit in this world. It's like, who fucking cares? But like, at the end of the day, I just, I want to believe in that kind of possibility. And, you know, just watching a character like Benadryl kind of inspired me again to feel that way and to just embrace that part of me even if it's foolish even if it hurts sometimes and I just think it's awesome so props to him as a character like that massive respect to his character and I enjoyed Benadryl you know uh hope he has well I mean I can you know have his happy ending with uh Maneva so dude he what hard about Oh, dude, that yeah, was sad. <laughs> she was cuter, too. Like, no. oh. So let's go oh. ahead about his friends. The ones that didn't die from uh, giant ass leader. So, oh, fuck, do you guys know their names? No. Why okay. don't we talk about them? Uh, talk about the, I like about the nerd. Him. Yeah, I want to bring him because fucking, hey, he barely he's able to give the unicorn full armor. Also, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what is about his fucking design, <laughs> but every time I look at him, he looks like Umbro to me. He kinda, I can he see has, it. Yeah, he kind of does. It's just there. It's just there. Anyways, Audrey. Hey, uh, Maneva. Audrey. Whatever you want to call her. Audrey. Audrey. Audrey exactly. No, uh, so close. Uh, apparently so close in the novel, too. she chose as the name Audrey Burns because she's trying to remember the name of an actress hey, of nice. a movie she watched, which happened to be Audrey Hepburn. I read that on the hey. wiki. Don't <laughs> take that with a grain of salt again. So, uh, Princess of Zeon. Last time we saw her. Uh, oh, geez, when was the last time we saw her? Come on, Khan. Come on, Khan. Yeah, that was, she was, was grooming her. Zeta. Yeah. And Zeta. In double Zeta. No, we no, had Zeta. Was her in double Zeta? Because no, I remember was, at the she, end, it was like she was a body, apparently a double or something. She wasn't. But I don't know if she was lying about it or not. <laughs> All right, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> hey. It was when <laughs> Char got mad. Yeah. No, but that was in Zeta. Yeah, that was in Zeta. But again, Haman was also the fucking the main villain for Double Zeta, so she probably should show Did up. She still have her remember. with her then? I try to not remember. I don't think so. Yeah, that, I didn't think. Well, so. I remember either. her mentioning I don't that remember she was really supposed to be in Double. Her in double so I figured she was Just Double Zeta. Well, what did you guys think about Maneva? I, uh, I I didn't have much of an opinion, honestly. It it just, it just speaking on the whole Z. I'm what is it still Zeon? What is it still gotta be Zeon? What do you guys think? Antagonist? Actually, they're what not is really the antagonist? So gotta be around. How how often have we heard Zeon remnant? Because Maneva exists. Every, <laughs> I don't I don't even think it's because of Maneva. Just fucking people Maneva. just want to keep keep the war going because they believe in Zeon Daikun. Because money. Hey, that's great. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Zeon stole the merch sells. I I feel that she wasn't super needed, but I also feel they could not have done it without her as a character. So I yeah, I feel she was needed, she but was I needed. feel she also wasn't needed. I'm so goddamn neutral about this. I don't know what to say. 
It's just, uh, I don't understand the relationship between her and Benazir. Just feels like, uh, just feels like this dude has been simping for me, so I'm like, alright, fine. I'll, I'll settle for him. He gets the job done. Why else would she freaking relied on Ensign Riddy and he failed? So why (laughs) freaking Benadra's out here getting the job done each and every time? Listen, Benadra needed Ensign Riddy at the end, though. Benadra, white knight. White knight. Uh, She. I'm not gonna (laughs) say it. I don't know. I think. Uh, I just. I just can't stop thinking. How the hell did they get Maneva's design when her father was Dolzel Zabi? She takes after her mother. Her mother, not really. Shut up, Mark. You. You expect her to. Uh, what do they look like? Dolzel <laughs> Zabi. I don't remember you don't, the mom. She's blonde. She looks like a. a uh, what's his name's wife? Um. Oh my god, I can't remember his name. The dude who Amaro about, fights yeah, first. Are talking about the guy that looks like Ganondorf that was like nice Rumba, to his Rumbaral. Rumbaral. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, right. chick. That's what uh, Maneva's wife or Maneva's oh. mom looks like. Wasn't her name also Hamon or something? I remember bringing. I remember bringing that up at one point. Her name is. Her mom's name is Zena. Anyway, I, I, yeah. I kind of wish she had a scene with a machine gun just just for Dozel. I wish. I wish that happened. Well, we can't get that. So. What do you guys think about Audrey Hepburn? Uh, I think that she's had the same haircut uh, listen, since she was a kid. Dude, when you like, like a, a little haircut, kid, you so. don't change. Ah, uh, that's fair. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure yeah, she's had the I same thought that she sounded like yeah, nice job security. Nice. Um, I also <laughs> I also think that she sounded like uh, Hinata Huga, which is accurate because she's voiced by the same voice actress Stephanie Shea. So yeah, that was cool. Again. Um, oh yeah, and then Benajers and <laughs> Neji. Oh, right on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I like how dignified Maneva was. I actually enjoyed her character. I thought that she was not particularly annoying at any point. I can't think of a moment in which I disliked her really. Um, honestly, no, yeah, I can't think of anything. Like, because here and there, there are certain moments which the the female main protagonist of a Gundam series will do something rash, random, or dumb. Uh, Shakti. Um, and it'll just see, it'll feel random. But I feel like Maneva actively tried to like keep composure as she should because she's an heir of the zombie and has basically trained in that way of life pretty much since she was a child she's been raised with this responsibility it's always been weighing down on her and i feel like they did a good job at kind con- at conveying that at conveying how much it was like pressuring her how crushing it was to her for moments here and there and even would show her resolve towards striving for a better tomorrow for her people and for the world and how she would try to actively break away from her family's traditions and um despite the horrible uh backgrounds that they have she would actively try to kind of rectify that situation not like to make people look at her in a better way but for the end result to just be better for everyone despite a, despite how she would appear so I just, I respected her character. I enjoyed her character. And I, I just felt like she was just uh, overall, in like overall a positive, uh, a positive influence on Banajer and on pretty much every other character. I like that scene when she's like visiting the, the old guy uh, on earth and she's just having the coffee and, and eating his food and all that stuff at the diner. Uh, it's very simple scene. 
but it really went a long way to me personally and just kind of showing how the simple things in life were never really part you know of her of her growth uh, of her childhood of her life in general yeah upbringing thank you i was like thinking about the word but it's like oh fuck Anyway, that's why I feel like she also gravitated towards Banajer and why I feel like their relationship was something important to her, not just because he wanted to be needed and he was just needy, um, but also because she even like goes back to remember like those simple times and tells him like, you know, like just being able to get a hot dog and just you know talk to someone it felt nice like not being treated like this important person and all that stuff it's something that she didn't really she didn't ever get to experience in her upbringing and she just appreciated it for that small pocket that it was and i feel like that's probably why she was you know she gravitated towards being able to rely on Benadryl, not just because he gets it done, but because she is kind of sentimentally and emotionally attached to him. Like, I, I respect it. I liked it. And it, was, it wasn't it was like beating your face with it, like romance, lovey-dovey type stuff. It just felt like very natural. And I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, so overall, Maneva's character was, uh, I liked her. Positive, a positive influence on the series. Not, I can't say she's really a detractor in any kind of way, in any kind of sense. And I just felt like she kept the ball rolling when it came to the story. Like, one way or another, for better or for worse, one moment to another. She was experimental. She was able to trust Riddy. And even when he failed her, she was on to move on to the next task. And she just persevered yeah. no matter what. Oh, I know that's not May, that might sound kind of messed up or anything, but at the same time, it's just like, dude, she's got these big ambitions to change the world for the better after her family's fucked it up. Like, she ain't got time to fuck around with some dude that's trying to trying to get hitched to her after fucking just be- meeting her. Like, this guy's he's no, trying to dude, he's trying, he's trying to, to put a ring on it already. The, the, he the he's like, bowl. just don't leave me. Like, oh my god, he's literally Benadryl again. Oh, yeah, like fuck Sasuke. I care. Some people can pull it off, and I, I, you know, I don't want to just sound like I'm hating, but it wasn't, it just wasn't it for Maneva. So, or Audrey, Audrey, but yeah, what do you think? I feel like the story was trying to portray her as more important than I felt that she was in the story. I didn't feel like she was necessarily, yeah, I didn't really feel like she was entirely necessary i guess i could say mm-hmm. like they try to thrust her in as some like i said at the ending like like a major um voice of reason for zeon but to me that kind of just makes the like what what she did less credible <laughs> if it was like i think having her be the person that says oh this is the this is the tablet that says that we're in control now it's kind of stupid it's not really that we're in control it's that well, hey we have a voice well yeah but if they're trying to suppress them having someone i feel like having someone that would be more less well the people hate her the people hate her and they hate everybody else in Zeon. Yeah, because they freaking drop like three colonies this, on them. <laughs> I feel this is something maybe they should have had Bright do. Not At least Bright. somebody from the Federation. Someone like Camille Bidon. Yeah, fucking bring Camille back, please. God, I miss him. Yeah, he doesn't. doesn't remember his own ass from yesterday. I just, I don't know. To me, she was. I mean, she was there. She didn't do anything annoying. She wasn't like. Uh, she was someone who was. She was a 
like a good strong female character because she did she never really gave in to anybody um but i just felt bad because i felt like she was like manipulating banaja the whole time even though he was like actively like she was like oh i don't i don't need banaja anymore i'm with freaking ensign ready and then ensign ready couldn't do it and she's like oh banaja it is then <laughs> i'm gonna call for him now and he's gonna come to me like a little like a squirrel and like when she fucking jumped out of the fucking oh yeah no. catch me but not yeah what if he, what if he was like no I, he went with ready what the heck and then flew another way no, no what if fucking death. what if uh marita wouldn't let him go like, nah. i don't really feel like it. yeah <laughs> respawn <laughs> why don't you ask me later <laughs> why don't you ask norm basilicock to get you <laughs> I don't know. I just yeah, felt dead. I just felt her manipulating Benadja was annoying because at first she's like, but I don't need your help, Benadja. Get the hell out of here. You don't belong here. And then at the end she's like, Oh, oh I need you, Benadja. It's already sucked. So I don't know. That was annoying. Um, but yeah, I feel like yeah, she did what she thought she had to do. And it wasn't to the detriment of anyone really. Like she wasn't putting anyone in danger, like you said. She's not like Shakti. So having her having her there was like it didn't bother me and it wasn't like something I really cared about at all. So I think it was I think it was fine. She was fine. She was just fine. Does straight five out of five character. Five out of five? Uh, the reason he gets the out of bed. Benadra gets out of bed. Uh, Anson yeah. Riddy Ma- Macarena. Sasuke. Sasuke Uchiha, Ben 10, Yuri Lowenthal. Go. Oh, jeez. They don't say that. Oh, are you talking about yeah, Yuri? I'm talking about Yuri. No, I'm no, not talking, talking about Riddy. I'm talking about Fuck Yuri. You. Yuri Lowenthal, he's goading. Best voice actor. Oh, he's Spider-Man, too. In this. this Freaking Ensign Riddy is Uncle Ruckus. What? How's he Uncle Ruckus? Because he's new hates new oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he just has three villa LIGO. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I don't know. I uh, and his fuck, fuck him. First of all, the f- kill Marida. <laughs> Listen, we'll I don't, I don't understand this character. Uh, like Audrey, I don't get why he's here. But unlike Audrey, where who I can, I can still see why she's got used. Why use this guy when you pretty much could have just used Marida because... for, for all of that? I get, I guess, and I get it. He's related to the fucking dude that died at the start of the UC. But oof, what else? He's the Saji of the series. Yeah, he pilots him. And not just because, yes. no, no, I don't mean that he's trash. I mean that, no, like, not. he has one perspective and it continuously shifts from one, you know, from one opinion to another because he's trying to unravel himself. It's supposed to, like, kind of, the, the way that I took it is he's no, trying he, to unravel him himself and this whole world and he's trying to find where what he should trust, what he should believe in and all that kind of stuff. He's supposed I, I to have that kind lose, of character. Like, is what uh, I he, thought. He loses his way when he when his dad tells him, like, hey, uh, we fucking killed yeah. our own family for power. Because he thought they were fine, like, I mean, up until yeah, that. I just, I, I kind of want to like the guy, because... I think I, he does the right thing. Through yeah. He does, every, When he hits his head, he kills gets I uh, that's the only get that. Just, like, I understand. <laughs> I sympathize. But no, but the thing again, I I don't I don't know how to, where to put my finger on it. But it's like I just don't understand this character. I I feel either he should have been the antagonist or full frontal should have at least gotten his screen time. 
Because I have a whole uh, front, about full front at this point, too. I don't know. I don't know. I think Riddy's arc was okay. He starts out as a naive pilot. Then he, he he's trying to do the right thing. He's... Sh- he knows that he knows that's Maneva Zabi, and still he's trying to bring her to his dad, who he thinks can help them. His Doesn't dad, in love with her. yeah, but his dad is like, nah, he's a, he's a dildo. So he he tries to do the right thing again by not letting them give her to the the Vis family. She rejects him again, and then she gets taken by the Vis family. His dad tells him, "Oh, all this is because the uh, the new types are trying to gain power, or whatever." I don't know what his dad says to him exactly. Well, we also don't know because it it just cuts from there. Yeah, yeah. To him riding a horse. His dad tells him something about the, uh, tells him what the Laplace tells him the truth. is. Tells him the truth. And he still goes back to um, Medeva yeah. and tries to help her again. And she rejects him again. And then, and then he hits his head and becomes a psychopath. <laughs> so I don't know. You know, I, I would, I would argue that, but you're going to ask a shit post, but no, you're actually right about that. Yeah. So, um, He's, uh, Marta fucking destroys his Delta and then he gets his head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Then so, he starts blaming uh, Gundam, the new types, and then he gets into the Banshee. Yeah, so I don't know. I felt bad for him. Uh, the first time I watched it, I thought he was annoying. Second time, I wa- this time around, I watched it and I actually, like, because I got that, like, sequence of events that happened, and I'm just thinking back, I'm like, dude, Maneva, like, thrashed him. Kind of for, uh, at some points for no reason. Like, at some point she needed help and she still didn't accept his help. She only wanted Banaj's help for some reason. Maybe because she thought I don't know. Riddy was as manipulatable as Banaj's. She just wasn't as powerful as Banaj's. So, I felt like she was, that's why I didn't really like her, because she was I don't know. I didn't see any reason why she couldn't like, he came there to help he came here there to help her escape the ship that she was trying to escape but she chose not to and chose to almost explode just so she could yeah. ride with Menager instead <laughs> yeah that part really rubbed oh, me the wrong way dumb. yeah so i don't know that she's unless there's some like meaning or something i didn't understand i just felt like Maneva freaking blue balling not even blue balling it but like just not even like accepting the the help that he was at, like obviously gonna give her um it's just was just annoying and it made Riddy like more of a tragic character oh, than okay. uh, annoying or antagonistic character. So I actually liked Riddy this time around. You know, you're putting it that way, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I was just gonna say real quick that uh, I just remembered the reason that she did turn away from him. So that that moment, he's he's proposing to her to that they want to basically keep the status quo. Because they, he feels that the world's not going to change no matter what. So he might as well try to protect oh, it yeah. as it is, regardless. But she doesn't want to just keep the status quo. So she wanted to, you know, she wanted to actively keep trying to change everything for the better or for worse. But she wanted change. And she felt like she would only get that with Benajer. So yeah, that's why I, she rejected I, Yeah, you're right. In that moment. Something that's like, what I remember. Like that. But I don't know. She's still kind of a prude <laughs> to him. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even give him a date didn't even give him a thanks oh, yeah no she did actually she's like thank you i'll never you know i'll never forget you basically is what she said in that moment and then but she did, she did. dipped she's like she'd rather fucking throw herself off the garden than take his hand yeah, yeah. i don't want to play with you anymore <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but it started dropping the torch. That's going to be a meme? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope nobody's made yeah, it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I felt for Riddy this time around. I'm glad he turned around in the end. I think, yeah. I think he's, uh, he's a good character in this show. Yeah, I, I'm going to say you, you turn nice, my opinion nice. around slightly. Cool. So from what it sounds like, I mean, yeah, I liked Riddy personally. I thought he was actually, he had an interesting arc. It wasn't like super boring, wasn't super straightforward. He's not as annoying as uh, Saji. Um, and that's what I was kind of comparing him to. I didn't, like, I kind of saw some Jared in him, like in terms of where they were trying to take Jared from Zeta Gundam. But Jared just kind of turned into a goof and was just like a revenge-driven, desperate fool with no real depth to him. Um Whereas Riddy actually was like trying to figure things out for himself and actively, you know, pulling back and forth one way or another and and did have like internal strife. He even felt horrible for what he did when he did kill Marita, um, which I'll talk about more later. But um, it is just like just to see how much he regretted it and how bad he felt and the revelation that he learned uh, with like Laplace's box and, and everything. I just feel like his character was very tragic in a lot of ways, but he ultimately landed on uh, landed on his feet at the very end. And I appreciated that. I was expecting something pretty, pretty sad for his character as far as like, you you know, you see Gundam goes like uh, I'll talk more about it with when we get to Marita. In, in conjunction with like, Riddy, himself, I was gonna say Riddy overall, doesn't even kill Marita because yeah. because the Gundam when it's in NTD mode kind of takes over and its objective is to kill New Type. That's why Benajer is like actively trying to prevent yeah. it from going into NTD even, mode like, <laughs> all the time. Yeah, but and he even can control like, during, it. Like the first time that too. he did do that, he was like, "Oh, I don't even remember what happened." Like when they're telling him, "Like, oh, you killed Mister Dude that was, you know, he, that was housing you while you were the prisoner of Zeon for a, a hot second That he he thought he was chill. Um, he's like, "I killed him." It's like I don't remember doing such a thing. You know, he just the first time that he did it, it wasn't coming to him. So yeah. it's just one of those things that just kind of takes over them emotionally. Wait, and, did he kill him? Did he, yeah, he like killed autopilot. Him. I thought he burned he up in the atmosphere. No, he, he killed the guy by Angelo. The the guy mm-hmm. who was like by Angelo in the beginning. And Angelo's like, "You killed him. He was a good man." And, and then Shars or Full Frontal's like. I don't even think he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Angelo, you're a moron. <laughs> He's like, uh, Angelo, get off my cock. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but yeah, no, no, no. I Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. That's why I really like, I don't dislike Riddy so much. Like, I, I'm sad for what that, when that happened, I guess, with Marita. But like, I didn't hate his character in the end because of that. And I feel like he did redeem himself at the very end. He did realize his mistakes. You know, he ultimately came full circle and landed somewhere solid. And I'm just glad that it wasn't entirely bitter. Like, it's it was actually bittersweet. He's kind of just like Benajer's, Benajer's, uh, I want to say, <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> he's, he's his Sasuke <laughs> to, oh uh, to Benajer's Naruto. <laughs> um because you know he's just like he sees him as his 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 uh his comrade or his even though they're not equals his equal or his you know his his rival or whatever he's just like telling him he's like yo you better come back he's like or i'm a i'm a clap my neighbor's cheeks before you do is what he was saying um yeah <laughs> verbatim <laughs> yeah. exactly like this, that. these are facts that's a quote um 
But yeah, he's just, you know, he's still chill. He was like, at the end of the day, he's just like, you know, we need to, we both need to come back to everything. You know, we it can't just be me. It can't just be you. You know, we both need to come back to the world and our people and all that stuff. And he was just, he ended up in a good place and I liked it. It was satisfying as far as his character goes, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, Yuri Lowenthal is just goaded. Uh, he sounded so pained when he was like, he was hurting, when he was hurting as uh, Ensign Riddy. He was, you could hear the pain in his voice when he was happy, which really wasn't often at all. Maybe like one instance, but you know, he was kind of happy. He was very emotional. He was very attached. He was very passionate. And I just feel like Yuri Lowenthal did a fantastic job at portraying that. And you know, he just sounds so fucking pissed. I love it. He's just like, Bonager. I can't do it. I don't do him justice in any kind of way. He's just so good. If you if you say that the, the English dub is bad, fuck you. Suck my cock. I hate you. You're trash. Get out of here. But um yeah, sorry. <laughs> Not sorry, actually. Fuck him. Anyway. <laughs> uh yeah. No. I liked Ensign Riddy. He was cool. What did Norm you think of Norm Basilicoc, Basilicoc? Um, you know, he has uh, I think I think that's that's in the running for my new porn star name, Norm Basilicock. Uh The only thing that tops it at this point, I think, is probably Full Frontal. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Norm Basilicock went out um, as an honorable man. Uh, rest in peace. You were too young for this world, uh, even though you weren't really young. But I mean, you know, taken from us too soon. Rest in peace, Norm Basilicock. <laughs> I can't say his name without laughing. Right. Norm Basilicock. It's like a it's like a basilisk and a cock. Like a giant dude, a basilisk. Exactly, and a giant dude. Snake. They should have just named him freaking fucking erect dick or something. I don't know. It's so straightforward. What a, okay, now I, I know Garcilla's ready to ready to talk about the next character. The next character, his favorite. Marta Cruz. LPL. Put it 12. Put it 12. Okay. They call her Pearl 12. That's it. I hated that. But yeah. No, in Double Zeta, was it ever mentioned that there were 12 of them? Yeah. There was uh, 13, I think. Oh, counting the original, right? I can't remember if it was counting the original. But so they were yeah, clothing, they mentioned right? there was a number. So this yeah, is what, yeah. what LPO Pudu, Pudu would have looked like if she grew to be. A- this is what LPO Pudu would have looked Pudu. like. Yeah. Yeah, okay. what, what they all would have looked like. Yeah. So, so if, she does act like an older Pudu too. I mean, before before she meets Judo and then starts acting like a brat, like the other Pudu started acting. So I, dude, fucking, her whole, her whole story is just fucking tragic, dude. So, uh, hey, tool for war. Obviously, that's fucked up, no matter what. Then, uh, what what happens to her after that? She fucking gets taken in as a slave, sold to a brothel, gets her fucking uterus taken out of her body. That's not even the worst part. That's even the worst part? The worst part is she was repeatedly, I don't know if I'm raped. I, I, at the end, I said she was sold no, to No, no, no. She was repeatedly raped and impregnated and aborted the fetus to the point where the uh they thought it would be more beneficial for profiteering if her uterus was removed that's why it was removed all right that, that, so it's even that worse not explained it's, it's even that worse not explained it's even worse did not catch all of that i was not explained what the fuck mark i could have gone the rest of my oh, life not knowing that holy shit so okay, throughout throughout the her. entirety of the series, she is again she she still obeys Zimmerman as, as her master, even though Zimmerman is straight up like don't don't call me that I'm not just fucking be normal, and like 
Dude, you bring why the fuck did you bring that up? I can't stop thinking about it now. Because it's like it's heavily implied. It's even shown in those like flashback sequences. Yeah, I thought it was like just once, not fucked. No, god damn it. Hey, guess what else happens later on? Uh, she gets captured and uh, fucking re reprogrammed to fucking to be Peru twelve again, and then. Dude, Marta Cruz is suffering. She's nice the whole time. She is. It is not the only cream, individual who suffers. Dude, what about what about that one scene when uh they had Benadra captured? They they were eating dinner with that one family. There's a little, little kid fucking running around. She just grabs them by the legs and just. Yeah. Dude, that was adorable. Mark that fact just fucking struck. Oh my god, fine. I'm sorry. I'll never bring lore back. Hey, you guys go ahead. I'm fucking destroyed right now. I'm just gonna play Marta for now. Maxi boost from now on. You know, Chatria is sick. Though. It's actually well, really good in is. the game. So, uh, that that thing was never in Double Zeta, right? No. Okay. So, it, back to Maxi boost. That is a boss unit that put two pilots. Chatria? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think so. I don't no, yeah. I literally just did what? that mission not that long ago. It's one of the branch stages where you fight the Zeta and the Double Zeta. Then uh, Haman, the Haman Act guy comes in, and then you have to fight the Kshatriya. And it's Puru 2 piloting it. So is it nope. just the Kubali? Or the Kubali nope, the or whatever? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was not in uh, ZZ. Yeah, it's a... Uh, Puru 2 yeah. doesn't pilot the Psycho Gundam either, right? No. Puru 2 does pilot the Psycho Gundam. Yeah, she well, does. Like the, oh, but the version 2, yeah. right? The Mark 2 Psycho Gundam. Yeah. Yeah, so again, in Maxi Bush, she pilots the, the Mark 1. Oh, the yeah, no, this is the Neo Zeon 666 Kshatriya. <laughs> that was cool. You guys talk more. Oh, yeah. I just want to get off this subject. <laughs> possible now. I don't know. I think that uh, them showing Marita Cruz's backstory through flashbacks, through so we get to see like Glemmy again for like a half a second, it just makes you hate him even more knowing what what he did, what he caused. Um, I think even like the doctors, when they get a hold of her, did you guys, did you guys pause it on that screen when they show her like biometrics? It showed, I thought about it. I when yeah, when, uh, fucking who, who was she talking to? No, who who was talking? It showed that she had like a bunch of disorders and stuff like that. Yeah. Like a heart problems, like four of them or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cardiovascular or something about the heart valve. And yeah. Yeah. And then the, the chick's like, this is, this is part of the, those cyber new type, uh, clones. And the dude's like, I thought they were all dead. (laughs) What? This one survived. Yeah. So I don't know. I just thought them showing her tragic story, contrasting with her personality as being, even like at this point, she's not really being controlled, right? By Zimmerman. He just like lets her do whatever she wants. Yeah. So she, her personality her is own. nice. Yeah, she's kind. She's a kind individual. She's a nice person, like to the core. That's who she is. And I think that, yeah, her going through all that and then still being coming out of it, still being like a pretty positive when Banaj is around and having, you know, those when she talks to him, those like positive views. And just being, you know, kind to him, even though he's like a prisoner, pretty much. It just shows that, uh, yeah, at her core, she was a ni- she was a good and nice person, and so she didn't deserve to go through all this. And it's just like, I mean, nobody does, but it's, it's even it hits harder when the person that comes out of it is still a you know person that's able to, uh, I guess, interact with the world in general, but be nice about it while they do it. Like she's yeah, it's just um it just sucks that they I don't know why they 
they made her go through all that in the story and just end up having her end up dying in the end she i think she's the one character that i wish would have lived throughout the story just because i feel like she's the one who deserved it the most but then again her nature was to sacrifice like herself for the the betterment it, of somebody else. Isn't she also like the only major character that dies aside from Full Frontal? Full Frontal doesn't even <laughs> die. But yes, uh, he fucking disappears into a new type either. Yeah, so I don't know. I, her story is very tragic. I think that's why a lot of people consider her one of the top tier like Gundam characters. Gundam. Uh, girls. Oh yeah, definitely. And, this is going to make me rethink everything about the Pudus too. Well, yeah, the Pudus were, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, and it's cool to see like that stuff come back from like what was essentially a series that, I mean, even the, even Tomino tries to, or whoever wrote the Zeta new translation, uh, alternate ending, try to erase from the history of Gundam, have that be such a significant portion of this character and have it, like it's essential that she is this this character. She is a Pudu clone, and have it you know that story kind of continue is cool to see. Seeing like seeing that you know what we watch because kind of I don't know when I watch Double Zeta Gundam and then I see like the new translation stuff and then I I see like how it's kind of what the I don't know I liked it so having seeing all that and then seeing this character in Marita kind of reaffirms like oh yeah you know it wasn't that bad i mean they gave us this and then knowing now like oh that's glammy i hate him when he's in the flashback is also just like a fun easter egg i guess but i don't know let such a good villain let me trash <laughs> yeah yes but I don't know. and now you hate him even more because of what he like you hated him back then because he did create the pudus and they were just little girls and they were dying and then you like the one that grows up is subject to extreme torture because she doesn't know how to function without glemmy's orders pretty much yeah so i don't know uh marita cruz uh top tier chick um and yeah i mean another thing that's interesting i don't know if it's necessarily important but like no, I'm not even gonna say because uh, no, Mark yeah. say it. No, I'm not. Like saying I already it. ruined my day. Oh, already I'm ruined curious, my say. day. I was just gonna say it's nice to have a character that it's no, I don't know how to word it in a way like that you can't really sexualize because it's like why would you you know like i don't know oh the internet will find a way well no like i'm not trying to say like someone who goes through this can't you can't be romantic with them but it's like it's so sad and so like heartbreaking that like i don't know it's kind of like you just want you just want her to be like happy like a not i don't know it would feel wrong to sexualize maria cruz is what i'm saying because of what she goes through in the series i just want to give her an ice cream yeah like that it's like that it's like she's still like i don't know she still has like the heart of the i was gonna say um so i remember uh pudu and pudu 2 had the same memories and all that kind of stuff i remember that being important to pudu 2 in being able to have those kinds of connections and why she was able to like realize who judah was and why and that he was important to her even uh even through not even having direct interaction with Pudu 2 herself, but like through having those memories that she shared with Pudu 1. And I was just kind of thinking, um, do you think that ice cream thing comes from that time that she had ice cream with Judah? I don't remember if she had ice cream prior to that, but I just remember them getting ice cream and it was like, hey... That's actually uh, kind of makes make sense because, like, all I, I'd imagine that all of their memories and experiences were linked in a similar fashion that Pudu One and Pudu Two had 
like that. I don't know. I was just random tidbit that I was just kind of thinking about. But, yeah, it's a good catch. But yeah, um, like you said, I'm like, I simp for Merida for marita cruz uh not just like in an overly sappy way like like you guys say it's just like i just want nothing but the best for her she's such a wholesome character and i just love her like also like yeah i personally i think that her character design is beautiful i love the color of her eyes very very lovely um she has very nice volume in her hair very beautiful she's voiced by tara platt who is uh tamari in naruto (laughs) uh and just happens to be married to yuri lowenthal and they just always happen to be in like everything together but that's funny anyway um i just i love the way that she carried herself in this series and i just felt so bad for her whenever those kind of moments came i felt bad for her when she was like just tied to a table and being treated so harshly as an enemy even if she was an enemy at that point like you know to them not that it ever it ever really bothered me because i've always said fuck the federation even at that point i was like yo how y'all how y'all gonna do this to, to the waifu right here like fuck y'all um but i just felt bad for her like but i don't want to feel bad for her i want her to be happy i want her to experience the good things and i'm just so happy that I can enjoy her character and and for her character being so grateful for the little things that she has in her life for like the moments that she has with her surrogate family, you know, so to speak. And for those moments when she really connected with Zimmerman and was just like, you know, please just let me have this one time. Let me have my way father that like hit hard. It, it made me, it made me kind of shake a little bit. I was like, Oh, like (laughs) it, it was wholesome. It was very sweet. I loved it. I enjoyed it. I loved her character all through and through. And um, in my opinion, she has, you know, I don't know how Garcil's going to take this, but she has the best death in all of UC Gundam so far. Um, yeah. Like, I don't agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I don't you probably like it, don't but like I agree with the it. fact that she dies. Um, yeah. But like, exactly. it felt like it was profound. It was memorable. It shook everybody to their core. It made them feel bad. It resonated one way or another. Everybody just felt it. It was very important to a lot of people, to a lot of characters emotionally. Um, and, and it just, it was something that they took the time to recognize because like a lot of the times I feel like I bring this up all the time when it comes to UC Gundam particularly a lot of characters that die that were important at one point or another just get brushed off brushed aside like like a fart in the wind they're just there one moment and then they're gone in the next and nobody remembers them they'll maybe do one thing they'll brief they'll mention them briefly maybe and, and then they'll just never be talked about again they won't have any kind of lasting impact they won't be relevant to another character really again uh and it, it's just it's it sucks and it feels pointless but it feels like the moment that marita died it was just profound to everybody in that area, like at the moment, even to like the way that she she touched everybody. She even like kind of got to say her goodbyes and, and you know, Zimmerman was feeling it. It was hitting him hard. Uh, Riddy was feeling so bad for what he had just done. And even like in death, the spirit goddess of new typeness, uh, Marita Cruz just like came to you know, kind of con- console him in that moment and just try to, you know, really get to him and leave a positive, in- you know, influence on him, you know, steer him in the right direction. And it was honestly beautiful. Yeah. Like, I, I just I loved it. Like, I loved her character. 
And it was one of those moments that I was I was waiting for some kind of tragic thing to happen because I was like, okay, this is pretty generic for UC Gundam in that I expect the most bitter thing to happen to most characters. And there was a brief instance in which I thought there was a possibility that maybe she will get to live and find her happiness. And the the show, you know, juked me out for a second in in yeah in in really kind of child. thinking like oh oh, you know, I'm not going to do it. And then he just snaps and fucking does it. And she dies. And it's, it was sad. And it like, I kind of felt like it was coming, but just because I, I felt like it was coming did not take away from the impact that it had on me. And that was the most feels that I had for a character. <laughs> Especially when you see season. like Riddy, yeah. Cricket throw up in his Dude. helmet and then Benager. Benager was so, me like, when visceral. she died. He's like, Ugh! raging like a demon on the inside it was oh my gosh dude benadra was literally me <laughs> i felt like i was grabbing my chest the way that he was i was like fuck why they gotta do my girl like that but at the same time it, it was a powerful moment and it's just something that was in the end beautiful just because of the impact that she had you know, just of how important she was, even if she wasn't necessarily on screen all the time, because there was like brief and, you know, moments throughout the series in which she kind of like takes a bit of a backseat and she's not necessarily present or forefront, but she is always like once she in, is in a scene, she always makes her impact known, whether it's influencing Benajer being a positive uh, re source of reinforcement for him um, in, you know, believing what he should do and believing in himself and, you know, kind of um, just do what you want to do, really follow your heart. And I just I love her for that. Like, she's definitely top tier, just wholesome waifu. In fact, I was kind of like, you know, my degenerate self at the at the beginning when i saw her and i was just like hey yo like let's make poodoo 14 girl but fuck she's just she's just too wholesome like i just i just want her to be happy and at least she went out being happy and and protecting the people that she wanted to protect and leaving a positive influence in the hearts of those that uh that just loved and cared her for her so i love marita cruz um honestly she's just fantastic and i'm honestly gonna keep thinking about her for the you know for the uh foreseeable future in terms of gundam waifus and yeah awesome awesome character love her simp for her stand the queen i, forget, I like how you absolutely despised but no it's like one of them grew up to be a, a real beauty inside and out and i just love her could have been, maybe maybe but you know the world can only have so much of one Why good thing so expensive? <sighs> Maria, hey, hey. hey god are we still going zimmerman uh we, we could probably skip zimmerman <laughs> yeah, we've we've mentioned enough about him he he so he lost his daughter uh marita pretty much i'm not gonna say replace because that's kind of a bad thing to say with a dead daughter he adopted marita to fill the hole in his heart that his daughter left and so however the flame of revenge the flame of revenge continues to burn 
and he is unable to let go of that hatred up until Marita calls him father and asks her to have a, have her way this one time. You know, I'm I'm kind of glad Zimmerman didn't die, but like, how do I put this? Uh, he he gets another chance at life. He, ah, jeez, how do I put this? Gonna become an alcoholic, weird with thing the captain. Dude. Sure thing, man. Fucking <laughs> loses <laughs> both his daughters. Now he's fucking gonna take to the drink. That's fucked up, dude. I feel thanks to Marta, he finally he is able to let go of that hatred and is able to move forward. How forward? Hey, who knows? But he has a chance now. So I, I like that at the very least. You guys got anything to say? Or can we go straight into... Oh, Easter eggs. Easter eggs. Not Easter eggs, but like returns. Oh, holy shit. I didn't even put the fucking... <laughs> I didn't even put the villains in here. Oh, full frontal. I was going to say full frontal for last. He's last. I'm we're not talking, talking about, about Angelo. Angelo. Hey, the argument's back. Right. No, we're not. Ta- we'll include All him right. in full frontal. He's not that important. Yeah, that was, what, that was how I was going to have him. I was going to say, hey, full frontal. And then Angelo has a little thing at the bottom. Mark already said it once before. The Argama's back. Hey, Argama. no returning characters, really. It's just a bunch of new people. The Nail, nail Argama. Argama. <laughs> oh, I always forgot the Nail. When I heard Nail Argama, yeah. I'm like, the Nail Argama. Another double Zeta. <laughs> it's like, wow, it's back. Where, where's Beecha? Yeah, Why is he... That bitch was oh, trash, dude. He, 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 he make fucking got fired. They dropped him make off at freaking Grips, too. <laughs> They left him right in the hole of the freaking colony laser. They said, yo, just stand there, feel the radiation, tell us how it feels. He stood there like an idiot, and he was like, uh, it's not that bad. Turned it on, and then he fucking dissipated. Trash. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> Eradicate beach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how does the fire still beach burn for that? A little beach. He was failing at life anyway. He wasn't a good captain. He wasn't a good leader. Okay, listen of the new crew all i remember all i know of is fucking uh captain, captain otis, otis who is he's kind of cool I, hey sure why not and uh what's his name Do, Do, dogaza dogaza uh the guy that dies fighting Gang. shooting a rocket at uh full frontal oh, that guy's sick. yeah what was this entire plan to die yeah damn fucking damn. sacrificing himself so fucking benadger could get yeah, he didn't robot. even do anything it, it was like, also pretty damn fuck? obvious that he was gonna die he just started getting screen time talking to benadger opening up to him fuck hey i'm gonna we're gonna have this one plan i'm gonna get out of the suit you you go all in and it's fucking Fucking Sinaju just shows up, turns over to Banadra, just salutes him, fucking gets vaporized. It was sad. That's one hell of a way to go. Yeah, sad. but fucking didn't even know this trying guy. to do his best. I, with these kinds of relationships, to... uh, Banadra always gets hints of these relationships, like uh, with Mr. Gabadi, the, the guy who was staying with on Site 3. Uh, yeah, there was some type of connection there, but it was never fully like fleshed out. I do feel like a full-on series would have helped that better. I mean, uh, Gilbot, Gilbody, whatever his name. Okay, Galbody, like the fucking. I think that one is less than uh, this one. Like this guy, what? at least. No, yeah, got Mr. Gilbody's got. He nothing. got to talk to uh, Mr. Gilbody's yeah, like Mr. nothing. He he was ju- he just stayed at his house. He had more yeah. connection with the kid than than with the actual dude. But it's like after he hears that Mr. Gilbody dies, he's like, no, not him. Why? And then he's like flashing back to uh that one scene where he where he's leaving, and then he tells his son. 
oh, you you got to take care of your mom right now until I'm back. And he's like, oh, he's never coming back. So I feel it, it was supposed to be more, yeah, it was supposed to be more important. Than like maybe a full-on series could have fleshed out some of these relationships better. But from what is there is there, and it's it's all right, it's fine, it's passable. Mr. Gilboa, Oppo, whatever. Hey, Bright's back too. He's I'm actually over. grew up hair. Actually grew up hair. No, come on, Are you really gonna say he grew up hair? He's trying to get the fucking. What was it? Uh, Dude, uh, he walks into the service and just slaps him around. Yeah, but he's also trying. He's telling his dad to stop the fucking giant ass laser that they're going to do. And he's like, he just stands yeah. right there. He's like, oh, you better not do it. No, don't do it. I fully expect. I really. I wanted right to fucking slap the shit out of Riddy's right. dad. But no. No, he fuck Riddy's dad puts in the fucking key, turns it. Right's <laughs> all surprised and just walks away. Dude. <laughs> Bright double Zeta is the worst thing to happen to my to my man Bright. Okay, fuck it. For for Mark starts wanking him. I'm gonna wank him. I'm gonna just say my piece, dude. He had nothing, and now he has like a freaking raisin. He okay. There we go. That's accurate. He fucking has a raisin. He has a raisin, but no hair on there on that bitch. He's just he's he's still missing it, dude. Uh, When I first saw him in here. I was like, okay, he still has the fucking dumbass federation. No, he has the Londo belt. He's still their dog. No, it's still the federation. He just has a Londo belt patch. Yeah, he's still sucking the federation's fat dick. He's still slurping the cum left and right. He's still taking it. He's still taking it like a dog. He's trash. Like, why is he in here? Why is he? Why does he pretend like he does things? at least he's honest and says like, oh, you know, I just honestly, I'm just kind of, ha- I happen to be around these pilots when they happen and I just bet on them. Yeah, but like, he, no, like, okay, in this one, he well, actively betrays guess, uh, the Federation. That's the only thing that I was going to say is that that is the only thing he did. And then in the moment when he's like, when he did say like, he's like, if you do that, uh, you activate that laser. Cons- yeah, exactly. I was actually surprised that he went that far. And, but then uh, maybe I set the bar a little too high, but I thought he was going to do something like Garcil. Like Garcil said he was, he might slap him or something right there. No, I that's thought he way, was going to pull way out a pistol. Much. That's way, go, way too much. Ha- Again, who's he calling has a me? laser was it? It was just like some secret laser that they had. Yeah, but the Federation. Federation activated his grips it. too. No, it was like one part too. Federation and the other part of Yeah, so he couldn't actively go government. against it. What is he supposed to do? He's one dude. He could have stopped the Chancellor Chairman, he, he whatever the fuck he was. He couldn't Again, he literally slap him. He's standing right in front of the console and the dude has not put in the key yet. They would have walking up to him. He had like three other of his yeah. boys right there to back him up. Oh, yeah, this dude, guy, they, he's he has like, an entire squad that's like, yeah, Bryce the fucking best, dude. Yeah, we do anything Bryce says. Exactly, they outnumbered them. The the he got in there the because they were with him because he outnumbered the people like, in there. I want to be a, I want to be the man that my kids live up to. Five years later, freaking Hathaway's nuking the bridge. Yeah, do you think Hathaway's run away? That's why. I, or do you think he's still living? That's why I thought that he was gonna actually do something drastic against him, like try to fucking pull out a glizzy on them or something and it's like we didn't see him in hathaway so i was like oh if he died oh we'll see him he was gone point. by this that well we'll see him by the end we'll see i don't know but either way this guy is still spineless dickless and just whatever um he, i was surprised he even said he had a family like really a fucking when was um, the last time he saw yeah them? when's the last time he saw them it's like he probably doesn't even know where they're at he probably is not even married or, or some anymore, secret lore that they oh ended up gosh, uh mirai what is it fucking yeah, 
try. They probably did. And then he's, it's just like a front. It's just like, oh, you know, we just like, we tell people we're married, but we're not actually sleeping in the same bed together. It's like, uh, doesn't mean shit. He's, he's not doing anything. He's just sitting around. The only thing that I kind of regret is that, um, not regret, but I mean, I did like his voice in in Unicorn. I like. Um, oh, by the way, there's one thing I guess that I forgot to say in the beginning. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if it's necessarily a problem in the Japanese. I imagine it's not, but some of the lip syncing with like the voice acting is kind of off and weird. There's a moment where like Bright is talking and then his lips stopped moving and he was still talking. I remember seeing any but, of that. that I, I did also. I did also have it uh, yeah, in the background for it most stuck of the episode me. up until four. Mm. But yeah, anyway, uh, aside from that, just back to Bright. Um, yeah, it's just like, uh, I did like that he did finally do some stuff against the Federation and whatnot. But yeah, no, it's like, uh, he's, he's still kind of spineless in some ways. But if he... If he's like, well, he did, he did kind of seize uh, that one chick, fucking Nancy Pelosi, and was like, yo, I have some <laughs> questions for you. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, thought he did several things in this series that kind of made him a lot better than he was in the past. Like, for one, he just, he finds out who was piloting the unicorn, the Benadger, takes him from the people who had him. And like tell go. yeah, and let well, him go. He doesn't really let him go. Uh, he yeah. he pretty much tells him like, "Hey, you don't gotta do this. If you need to do something, just just do it." Yeah, he, no, no, that's no, basically no. I'm talking about the next everybody. one where so that he, wasn't they, new. in the hangar and they're trying to get him into the unicorn, and he freaking just comes up and takes him. And then he's like, "I'm the captain of this ship," and then goes More and like talks to him in the corner. Say that. Yeah, yeah, but still, talking about just tell then, him, do what you want to do. And, and then he freaking dies. sets up the comms with Batachika and Kai to literally actively go against them, the Federation, by like the any the way he can. Because if he can't, if he doesn't do that that way, if he does it blatantly, like you guys think he should. They're just gonna freaking glizzy no, his kids. I get that. I get that. They even <laughs> no, said dude, that. We're they talking the him Federation, with. not the Titans. He's, he's still the Federation a bitch, is the Titans. Not anymore. He's still, I, he's still I thought bitch. he did what he. he does, doesn't uh, Londo Bell Kai. replace the Titans? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Every yeah. time I hear Londo, so Bell, he is just, the Titans. I, just I like remember, that patch, though. I just remember Garcelle saying, Bell. "What the fuck is no, Londo Bell?" in the Zeta episode. No, because Londo Bell uh, is a thing. I was one of the other. Is literally one of the Londo Bell appears in CCA done before. Yeah, that, that's probably when I brought it up because I, oh, I yeah. have fucking no yeah, idea yeah. where where it came from. Yeah, I just always remember. What when the fuck is Londo Bell? Anyway, anyway, um, yeah, at least he kind of grew Raisin. a nut, so I I will give him credit for that. Um, you know, doesn't entirely redeem him, but it's like one uh, step one at a time. Step at it, and I don't really care. I I don't like Bright at this point. I don't care about Bright. It's like like it just you just keep showing him in a fucking that federation that uniform. Me. Just <laughs> Why did he keep wearing it? Say that freaking bitch. <laughs> Why do you keep wearing your double Zeta? Freaking cock, dude. He's just. He slurps them sideways and left, right. See, I don't have respect for this. Guy. Yeah, at least he gets a new uniform I mean, in Cuckoo's Island. He helped, Island. I guess. He did help. He did legitimately he... help. I mean, like what Mark was um, saying yeah. was like, yeah, I took that into account while I was watching yeah, yeah. that. 
And I was really like trying to give him brownie points for those things because like, you know what? He does do that. But I just, he's that last thing at the end just still, it killed it for me. I was just like, he's like, oh, like, don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to be your enemy if you do it. And then he just fucking walks away. Like he just got offended like, like a priss and I was like, oh, damn, you, you, you outnumber these bitches right there and you did not do jack shit, bruh. Anyway, um, Kai his looks voice, funny. He voice. still has no eyebrows. Yeah. He's a little too <laughs> manly for him. I, I <laughs> like Kai. Was that voice was just, holy hell. Was, not, not, yeah, listen. Browless bastard. Was, I, I don't want to say the voice was like bad. Like it just didn't match the character oh. design. In fact, I thought his voice yeah, was too I mean. cool. He's a secret for spy him. news reporter yeah. dude. I was now. like, nah. This, he that voice have any feels like he's some dude that's always in control. He sounds like he'd be yeah, a villain. Like the, the, the Canadian dub of, <laughs> of Char. Funny enough, most, Char. most of them are Canadians. <laughs> like, get this. <laughs> and let's talk about Angelo. <laughs> And, all right so Jose, you can just say it i'm not gonna say it all right angelo, so angelo, angelo I, I the first time i ever Why watched this the guy series, that's probably gonna go on <laughs> the yeah. first time i tried watching this minutes. series two and a half oh, minutes it's, it's not angelo. even gonna be that long it's just gonna be quick the first time that i tried watching unicorn way back when and i i did get to the episode where it shows angelo and all that shit i liked him because he was kicking banager around and i disliked banager a lot for being a little simp like a, a disgusting white knight bitch made a uh, simp Andrew. like yeah um so yeah i just like that he was yelling at him he was slapping him around he was kicking him threw him to the ground told him he was a little bitch to his face told him he didn't know shit and he didn't know respect and all this kind of stuff so i just i liked angelo for that um i like his mobile suit uh and that's kind of it he's kind of a dick later on in the series he just for like no reason too like he he's just like he's freaking sucking full frontal shaft like hardcore he's getting the full frontal day and night and he doesn't get enough of it like it's disgusting he's just like he's like oh the captain please the captain uh please stop he's he's literally banager for for freaking full frontal like banager is to uh to maneva this guy is to full frontal like he's his number one fan he's his bitch he's his rat he's his concubine and he's happy about it and i just like dude stop it please you're cringe fuck you get out of here and angelo just stop so yeah that's what I have to say about Angelo. I did like his blue uniform, though. His haircut kind of reminded me of, um, uh, oh my gosh, so many characters in Gundam that I don't remember their names immediately, but it'll come to me. Next but, episode. Um, the chick, uh, the chick from uh, really Sex Marquis Girl. Not that long ago. Remember? Oh, wing. Sex Marquis Girl. I don't remember her name. Oh, Dippy was going to be mad at us. <laughs> I know. Glad you know who I'm talking about, though, right? No. No, not the Wasn't it the purple haired, like, tomboy no, girl? Her. Oh, uh, yes. Noeen. Yes. I'm yeah, thinking Noeen. about Trey's yeah. check. Noeen. Noeen. Oh, that's yeah, that <laughs> Yeah, Sarah Palin. But, um, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, that is all dude, I have to say about Angelo. He's, uh, He's voiced by Sam Regal. Donatello oh, in the 2003 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show and oh, Phoenix shit. Wright in Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Oh, shit. Yeah, he that didn't say, really I have, I have, I have, I have I'm evidence. Sorry. So I didn't know who it was. Yeah. yeah. He was also on critical role. Respect to him, though. 
Oh my god. Anyway, full frontal. Handing out them full hair. <laughs> what the hell? I don't even think Char would wear that hair. hair. He kind of wore the hair. He doesn't have a neck. A quattro pagina. Yeah, no. it wasn't that long. No. It wasn't that It was, it was super long. curly. It was like that, dude. Yeah, it was really curly as quattro. <laughs> Oh yeah, never mind. It's, yeah, it's, some, it's somewhat a now. mullet. It is. It wasn't long. that long. It wasn't that long. It goes. So, yeah. it, it reaches his shirt collar, but it does. Saw, it like, doesn't. He, why is he so fucking tall? Drape over his because he's talking to children. Yeah, I mean that's. That I was gonna say it's like why is he so fucking tall? But then I like looked at him in the perspective of like the other character. Okay, that's I guess, a different like, design. You know, he's not that had, tall compared to other. Just barely like on his shoulder. Not even I had a Ken Masters. Yeah. All right, Margaret, <laughs> explain to explain to me what the fuck full frontal is. I thought it was just a clone. Yeah. Full frontal is a near identical clone to Shar Astable, who they stole the, the they stole the access sh- the his essence during i don't know how don't ask me how they took okay. his soul from the axis uh comet mm-hmm. ambition thing the psycho <laughs> psycho soul from the axis comet installed it into full frontal giving him the revenge will of shar so like the angry evil uh version of shar installed it into him that's why he's such a taint. Uh, so when you say his essence, <laughs> do you mean I mean his, his soul, his literal, his... You, uh, okay. You know how new how? types have a soul when they pop out and it's like a soul? Oh yeah, only well, new types have Char's angry soul popped oh, and took it and put it in the full frontal. Fucking fished him out that's, with a new type neck. That's why, that's why when he die, when he doesn't die, that's why Char and Lala say... Come on, let's go. And then you see a soul pop out of his body, fly off into the ether, and then Angelo freaking comes across his just his body just sitting there, but there's nothing in it. It's just a husk. Because his soul was the thing they put into that, that body. It doesn't make any sense at all. I don't know wait. why they okay, chose to wait. do this. So that was Lala and Amaro, yeah. I'm guessing? Dur- during that fucking that weird-ass time so, trippy okay, shit where is- they were going around in time, uh, near the end, after Bernard gives him life i do i want to talk about i want i want to talk about that the scene a little bit after this dr strange <laughs> sure yeah i want to talk about dr strange right no after that's this. like so, what it reminded me of it's like oh anyway so it's lala and char on his shoulder it's like uh time to go yeah sure then uh fucking all that shit happens then he the fucking uh neo zeong yeah mark are you gonna talk about that no <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up I'll bring it up. <laughs> uh, Neo Zeon starts fucking disintegrating. And then you see uh, three little lights fly out of it. And Amuro saying, uh, you sure about leaving them? I guess I'm assuming it's Amuro. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be Amuro. It was a blue light, a green light, and I think the other one's mm. red. Hey, Amuro's dead, too. <laughs> that end scene was depressing. <laughs> At least they explained uh, it a little bit. They said why uh, it happened or what kind of occurrence it was. It didn't seem quite so right. I like when Sion Vist tells Full know, Frontal, he's like, you're just, the, you're just the distorted what? Will of Shar from Axis. I he call okay. him a ghost. He just call him a ghost. Dude, I, I prefer the fucking Super Robot Wars 30, where it's just Quattro being like, you know what, I, f- I fucked up. Amaro, Camille, can you forgive me? I prefer that one. But f- that's part of Shar's counterattack. Fuck, fuck this. Fuck Full Frontal. I don't give a shit about this guy. Every what I do give a shit about has this is that he's voiced by Keith Silverstein. And the only thing was, I liked is the great, he, he blew up all smooth, of Benazir's weapons so Benazir got to do those it. cool scenes with the, the hand-to-hand uh, Gundam when he freaking karate chops his <laughs> arm off. And he does the same thing Amro oh, does where he like, really rips his head, like the, the guts out of the head. When he, when he did that, uh, like that 
double piercing move with his hands. I I swear to God, I've seen that in Gurren Lagann. Like it's that sick. exact scene. No, like frame for frame. I'm pretty sure that happened. I don't remember. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they copied, but. Yeah, I just like that. Gurren Lagann came out first, right? Yeah. yeah. By fucking, probably like by pretty five, sure. Probably like by five years. Okay. I fucking hate these giant ass mobile suits that don't move. It's just they're just supposed to be so fucking dangerous, which it is. I mean, hey, fucking new type shit, flying everything, flying around. It's just, oh God, it looks so damn chunky. Also, bad that chick also, had to die. Also, why is it called she a Neo Zeon? It looks nothing like the Zeon, aside from the fucking arms. <clears throat> Cause the arm, dude, the new Zeon. Um, I do also like that they say it doesn't have any so, legs. Why don't you buy the high grade Neo Zeon? Cause they uh, canceled it. <laughs> Cause it'd be too much money. Cause it's freaking huge. <laughs> oh yeah, they've, they've sold one before. Fucking Mecha Guy has a video on it, and it is gigantic. Holy shit! Also, uh, can I say the fucking the whole last battles? It was cool on the side of Benazir and Riddy. It looks so lame on the side of Full Frontal. Yeah. Just one giant monolith just standing there ominously while a bunch of little arms fly around shooting laser beams. And we have fucking Benazir and Riddy like moving all crazy, like all fucking super cool. It's like the fucking fight in uh, uh, F91. Like we have Seabook and uh, what's her face uh, looking cool, doing cool shit. And we have a giant ass flower robot thingy that's just shooting out lasers. Yeah, it's like the that. like that. I, I, I thought the yeah, see, it seemed like lame. it was building up to be a cool boss fight, and then yeah, I agree with you. It's like eh, it just kind of dropped the ball. It's kind of anticlimactic in terms of the actual action. It's just like oh, really good swelling music, some cool visuals of them standing, and then full frontal saying "Bring it, bitches!" And then yeah, I kind of wish kinda I kind of wish it was like uh, Benazir and Riddy had to work together to like destroy part of the Neo Zeong, but then Riddy goes out of commission for a bit, and then. Uh, full frontal gets out of the Neo Zeong and just starts fighting Benazra with the Sinanju. That that's what I would have liked to have seen. Not the fucking the time travel shit was kind of cool. I will admit that was kind of cool seeing some of the old scenes. I uh, wanted to see more Zeta double Zeta. Um, did they even show Zeta no, or double Zeta? No. Did they? Sh- no. What's, wait, yeah, was, I agree was the destruction you. of the satellite from Zeta? Was that grips being blown up? Uh, you're talking about when it's colliding. To, no, to when the there's Earth? like a bunch of explosions no, that's around. That's the last. That's the last battle from. What I remember seeing MSG. is uh, the Axis meteor, Isn't the Battle of Baoku, sure and if I, I wanted to assume it was the first colony drop. Yeah, because I. That's what I. Yeah, assumed I don't remember seeing anything from <laughs> there. I know. I wanted to see it. it. Stuck out to me because I was literally complaining oh, I mean, about it I, as I watched it. And he's just—he only has a bright, only has a picture of Omar. Dude, like, that, bro, what the fuck? Uh, that picture is also like though? super weird because it's taken from Shar's counterattack, and he's not even looking forward. He's—he's he's looking away, and he's on the fucking jeep when he <laughs> was started wrestling with Shar. But uh, going back to Mark's thing about uh, no, nothing from Zeta or Double Zeta. Shar wasn't in Double Zeta, so. It makes sense to not show him in there. And in Zeta, he was Quattro Pagina. So I, I technically he's not he's not Shar, so he shouldn't mm. none of his memory should show up from that, kind of, maybe, I guess. But I also don't get was he there for the first couple of Or was that like before his time? And yeah, I, was there. I don't know. I don't what like fucking yeah. we'll figure it out once we get to origin. But yeah, I figured it wasn't going to show much of that since Full Frontal wouldn't have a connection to that stuff. Since, like like you said, it's the uh, the evil part of Shar. So why would Quattro Bajina be there? Uh, Dude, when he did beast. the kick. Yeah, I was like, I was waiting for the kick. <laughs> Dude, I remember seeing that in the when I first started watching. It was like, 
oh he kicked him it's fucking cool that's it's all right then then the second time watching i'm like yo Kick. It's, a, it's a kick also like the uh who who, who the fuck was somebody oh, on the yeah, argument yeah, says yeah. this and mobile suit is moving like three times faster hard, than normal you know, sick. but i i will say i i, I prefer the sazabi over the sinanju sinanju yeah i don't really have too much specific i don't like yeah full frontal he was just kind of there in the series i didn't like he didn't do much Oh, yeah, I, I sent that one message in our group chat. I forgot Full Frontal was in this. Yeah, there's like a long period of time I where he's be more relevant, there. to be honest, but he just kind of shows up. Yeah, he just kind of shows up at the end, though. No, because he's like, supposed to be like the intent. I'm still here. Pianist. And then he's like, this has been my plan all along. And then he just tries to sneak in, um, you know, basically through the back window and just tries to cuck them. I was like, ah, I followed he you. He kills here. a silver he's bullet. Like, it's mine now. That, that one more suit, what? uh... That the bald guy was piloting while trying to help Benadry get to you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, bringing up yeah. that scene. How? Yeah. how so Benadry just called for the unicorn yeah, and shows up. Bitch. Should have snapped <laughs> to bring it in. Right. As we're yeah, starting to get it to the unicorn. Gunna. Mark, gun the corner. Oh, All right, boy. Simple question, real quick, though. <laughs> um, are you going to talk about any of the just other the ones other than just the gun? Oh, but the Banshee. Uh, Banshee, there's only like The answer. They've got a claw. Are the, are the like, um, the Sinanju and whatnot? Are they still pretty much just, like kind of based off the Jack Doga, like the way that the Sazabi was? No, <laughs> the Jack Doga's. The Sinanju was actually a mobile suit that they were testing a lot for the Federation, and then uh, Full it. Frontal learned Full Frontal learned about it, stole it, painted it red because I think it's originally white. It was called the Sinanju Stein. And I think it shows up in narrative. Yeah, it shows up in narrative as the Sinanju Stein again. But yeah, it was like an Anaheim Electronics okay. made oh, for the okay. Earth Federation. And when you say Shar stole, stole it, you mean Shar They used the data Frontal, from right? that okay. to make the Unicorn Gundam. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. That's all Dude, I wanted I'm, to I'm, Cool. Full Frontal. Full Frontal hey, stole it. Still up for debate. Mm-hmm. All right, Mark, tell me all about right. the Unicorn. Tell me about those cool-ass shield bits that it has. The funnels? Yeah, same thing. Same so, thing, different timeline. <laughs> so, the Unicorn Gundam is an interesting uh, Gundam. If Mainly for the fact that it is built using the psycho frame throughout the whole unit. So we saw previously in like um, with the RX ninety three new Gundam that the psycho frame being built into the some of the frame, which it was, I think around the cockpit in the new Gundam, it amplified the power of the unit significantly. So having the whole unit be built with psycho frame throughout it, which is the red glowy bits um it significantly it significantly increases the user's um uh like the psychomo capabilities of the user the unicorn um can be controlled by thought alone only when the user activates the new type destroyer mode which is built into the system the new type destroyer mode is was developed to it was developed under the false pretense that it was like um not it was not really meant well they were selling it as not meant to be like a something to that would destroy new types but as something that would just like detect like new type detect or whatever just, just to like a pop up as a capability when there's a new type nearby but then they actually programmed it to be anti neo zeon enough to where it would just go into that berserk mode take over the user and um kind of destroy the new type but it the the user was 
had to be in the system just so it didn't just kill anybody because it would if it was left alone without a user. So the new type destroyer capabilities also allow it to steal Psychoma weapons of the user. That's why um, Banaja was able to use the Psycho field to take control of the sh- of the bits from Angelo, I think, and use them against them. I thought it was Marta too. Yeah, it was Marta. And take control of those. So it can take control of any any weapon. I think that's kind of also why the I think the Sinanju, um, the Neo Zeong had the, and that's why he was able to blow up all the weapons. Maybe I don't know. I might cut that out. Oh, so maybe if you looked up true. the Neo Zeong, you would know, Mark. I don't care about the Neo Zeong. <laughs> so another capability of the unicorn is it has an intention automatic system, which allows the user to intercept the thought waves of the enemy. And this system is actually used to intercept thought waves of new types to activate the NTD <laughs> to kill them. So there's the destroy mode, which can be activated when the user is around a new type. But there's also a mode called destroy unchained, which which forces the user into the destroy mode, even against their will, which is what happens when the new the Gundam's trying to go into destroy mode and Benadger's like holding it down. It's going into the unchained destroyed mode to try and kill the uh the new types. The Unicorn Gundam also has a mode that was not designed by Anaheim Electronics and the Vis Foundation that was put into it. Well, that Benadger awakened it into it, which is the uh the end scene where he's like shooting crystals out of the psycho frame, which is called the luminous crystal body or psycho shard. And it it just creates like a psycho field and there's not like too much information on exactly what it is because it wasn't really something that was planned. So it's just like an extra ability that it has. I don't know. Like there's not a lot of information on exactly what it does, but I guess. So the thing about the unicorn Gundam is that there's a lot of weird things about it. The, Whoever designed, whoever thought of this Gundam was just trying to make the most overpowered thing that they could possibly think of. Because the description of the luminous crystal body or psycho shard or whatever, that that mode, it says that the Gundam is actually a new life form in this mode because the user's soul fuses with the mobile suit. And when the user is fused <laughs> with the unicorn Gundam, they can travel time. So that was an act that wasn't a vision. Benhazer was actually physically traveling into the past to see all those events. Hey, what the fuck are He's your also a- What the fuck yeah. are your guys then? There is also a a quote from the raider that says that the unicorn Gundam can. Uh, it was like he said, like good thing you know something didn't happen in the sh- in the show because the unicorn Gundam has the capability of destroying the dimension that's itself. That's that kind of whack. I'm not gonna Dude, lie. What the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So technically, if we're going off of what creator said, Unicorn Gundam oh, is a good thing that we don't actually Gundam take that seriously. We only a. accept feats in this bitch. Yeah, but <laughs> he didn't do anything. Well, he did physically travel through time. <laughs> the other capabilities are just the the traditional weapons. I think the coolest one that he has that you know some other suits had was the psycho field or not the psycho field the eye field i like the eye field i think it's a cool concept of them having like a short field which is the eye field is when um was where beam weapons can't hit it like so when we see it when uh it comes out first and the kashakshia tries to shoot it and it just like doesn't do anything because 
the eye field activates and then it activates again and then uh, full frontal's like it has an eye field so i just like eye fields i think they're cool um it also has like the tonfas on its arm so it has like extra beam sabers and the, the gauntlets which are something new most of the other things it has are the same from um the other suits the other gundams like the bazooka and the, the beam rifle and all that stuff but it does have like the so i think the dumbest thing it has is the gatling guns on the shields because they don't do cool. anything I thought like they we saw cool. it shoot the sinaja and they absolutely did nothing yeah, the gatling guns are so cool yeah man yeah they're cool but they don't do anything so the garcia wanted to know about the shields the shields are just uh psycho frame panels on the shields they when they activate into the like the big shield with the the glowy psycho frame um, they have eye fields activated in them. That's why when they shoot the shield, it like literally does nothing. The beam evaporates because the shield has an eye frame or an eye field generator. So the but, shields are pretty OP in that regard. That's why it was used as like the first barrier for when they were all stopping the colony laser. Yeah, because it has its own like it's in all if all four of them together, that's like four eye f- eye fields. But I think you only had three at that time, so three eye fields. But still, eye fields but are cool. Let's turn it to less super one, and then there you go. There we go. All right. So yeah, that he traveled to space so through time by himself. He, he what he did traveled through he time. Had, he had, take us home, Mark. I want to go to sleep. I didn't even think we we're gonna right. take this, this long. I like, didn't think we were gonna take this long, long to talk this. More yeah, it was quite. There's, there's, we're we're traveling to new frontiers, <laughs> um, as well as revisiting some uh, old classic favorites that we like. So oh, up next on the docket, I think is it's age, no, right? No, you're, you're you're the one with the yeah, thing. Like, yeah. it, next up is it's age, right? Next is age. it's some. No, aren't we doing the fucking trailblazer? Oh, awakening yeah. of a trailblazer is next. Yes, that's right. So next time we'll be visit. We'll be re- 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 la- la- la. We'll be revisiting Double O with the subsequent movie, Awakening of a Trailblazer. I'm going to see you guys' reaction. Don't let me forget, there was one scene at the end that just pisses me off. So <laughs> it doesn't really piss me off. It just kind of... Is it the one with the cre- after the credits? No, no. It's, it's, a, it's, it's something that I didn't even... I would never have thought to even think about. But after... But because I'm stupid and I thought about it and looked it up, it made me mad. It's not as big deal of I'm making it. So if you're expecting something big, it's not. It's just it, it's, it's, this it's is not going to be factoid. like fucking Jose's uh, does not liking Marina and holding it out for four episodes and then not really saying much at the end. No, it's just like uh, something that just is. I was just like, what? When I when I when I read it, I was like, what? Doesn't why? But we'll see it when we get there. It's not that big of a deal, but it just. Uh, as a fan of double O mobile suits, it, it was like, I was just like, what? So yeah, that's next. Um, I think that's going to be exciting. I don't think you, have you two seen that? I've yet? seen it, but I have, don't remember anything about it. What? I don't remember a no, lot about the beginning, but I do I'm remember the I'm pretty sure I the remember end. the beginning scene. So. And after that, fuck, I don't remember anything. So this is going to be fun to watch. Um, so uh, you know how much we like double O. Let's see if double uh, O can can stick to it you rated it shut up mark they don't know that <laughs> so yeah so you like you know how much we like double o we got the stick to it and see if it's still eight? the same still see if it's still as great i don't know but we'll see you all next time in that one uh hope you join us because uh, jose is uh i want to see if he likes it or not because <laughs> it's gonna be funny if he doesn't we'll <laughs> especially the 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 to ending ending oh, they're gonna love that since since he asked he literally asked a question about it in their double o part four. Oh, i did so, oh, shit. <laughs> All right. so and i said something like we gotta wait till the movie or something like that so 
yeah, the movie's coming up. Let's see what it is. See if we, uh, let's see if, uh, whatever happens in that movie can outrank what the unicorn Gundam, you know, it actually may gives it a run for oh, its money. So that, let's see. If, uh, Sumeragi's in a swimsuit, 10 out of 10. Probably not. <laughs>